This show is a proud member of the Bobo Broadcasting Network. Check out our other great shows at BoboBroadcasting.com. Hello. What's up? Uh, welcome back, where uh, every day is Halloween on Attention Deficit Order. It is now October. We're in, yeah, we're in costume every day? Yes. What are you wearing? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, a what are they called, the Dia de los Muertos skull? What? I'm, I'm dressed as, um, I'm dressed as the devil. I'm, Very I'm, I'm dressed as the devil from um, Legend. Hope these horns don't get in the way here. Yeah, watch for your boom mic, man. You might knock the thing over. Yeah, so uh, if you know what the legend devil looks like, that's what my face looks like right now. If you haven't, go watch that fucking movie. Come on. Yeah, haven't you seen that? Wrigley Scott and uh, who plays the guy? Isn't that Tom Cruise? Is it? Oh, yeah, it is. That's right. It's a young Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's like fucking 16. It's like pre-Risky um, uh, right. Business. No, is it? I think so. I don't know. Look it up. I don't know. I don't think so. All right, let's smoke this first bowl of... Um, Oh yeah. Also, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking Breaking Bad. We're gonna be on um, Ryan by Ryan Ryan Bennett, Ryan Bennett <laughs> from the um, from oh. Geek Revolution Radio. We're gonna be on there pretty soon, and we're gonna be um, talking all Breaking Bad season finale shit. That's right. So in a couple minutes or whatever, twenty minutes, we're gonna be on with them. Legend was two years after Risky Business. That makes sense. Risky Business was eighty three. Legend was eighty five. Yeah, because he wasn't working with big directors. Like, Risky Business was, was his, his first... breakout. Yeah, yeah, it was his breakout That's movie. That's right, I forgot. Okay, we're smoking... Um, I forget what we're smoking now. Oh, Deadhead OG. Nice. Smoke some dirty hippies. So everybody, uh, get your little bowls ready. And you your little pipes. As soon as you hit play, to be perfect. And your little pipes ready. and your bowls and your bongs and your um, wax sticks. I see these people carrying around these big vape pens. They're like like a foot long. That's not obvious. I'm like, what the fuck? But it's um, but it's for cigarettes. It's like nicotine. Oh yeah, they have the electronic cigarettes, blue and shit like that. No, but these are like huge, like <laughs> chambers. They're not even cigarettes anymore. It's like a huge cartridge you can put in. It's like five thousand drags or something. Right. It's not a cigarette. It's nicotine and water essentially. And so when you in- inhale, it's all uh, water vapor instead of smoke. Yes. <coughs> wow. So, are you playing GTA? <laughs> I am playing GTA, although I have not been playing much. Oh my god. Um, I've been trying to, but I keep getting interrupted with other things. And I've also been binge watching Fringe. I'm binge Fringe. Binge Fringe, yeah. Fringe Binge, there you go. Where, where um, are you at in Fringe? So, season one, episode 22. Nice. Yeah. That's a good arc right there. Yeah, you know, I... It, it's one of those things where I watched it and then I stopped because I forget why and um, I forgot everything. I forgot a lot of stuff. So now yeah. I'm rewatching it and I'm actually seeing a lot of the foreshadowing of stuff that I know happens later. Yeah. But, you know, I don't remember exactly where it happened in the story arc and whatnot. So it's pretty cool. Like, it's a very tightly written show. 
And I can see why it was popular, but... Yeah, that yeah, was J.J. Abrams when he was still up. struggling. Right. Was he? No, that was post-Lost. He wasn't No. He stu- was? Look it up. I got the bowl. You look it up. Okay, let me see if I can look it up here on my IMDb. Um, I don't know. Fringe? Uh, I'm pretty sure it came after Lost. Probably. Well, no, well, all he did was... St- okay, uh, Fringe is 2008. Okay, and Lost is what? What's Lost? I think it's the same time. Probably about the same time. I want to say it's like 2006. Yeah, Lost is 2004. So there you go. Okay. But he left Lost. He just started it and went bye-bye. Yeah, he was like the first two or three seasons, yeah. and then after that it was other people. But, you know... Well, like him, Still, like that—that—that's that, what probably put him on the map yeah. more. And a couple of the writers from Fringe are doing Sleepy Hollow, like Kurtzwell and another guy, like two of the people from Fringe. Okay. Okay, so what are you talking about now again? Uh, GTA Five. So I'm still playing as Trevor in the first, like the introductory part where you're you're meeting the new characters. So I'm still fighting the lost motorcycle I'm a patchy club. motherfucker. Yeah. I'm still fighting um, the Lost Motorcycle Club. So have you played any of the online at all? Not yet, because it just came out a couple days okay. ago, and again, drama around the house. Okay, so when not you get a chance, much video game time. Yeah, when you get a chance, you play uh, online, and uh, it's fun. Like from what I played, I didn't play much. It glitched a lot. So you basically you go and you pick out your own car. You steal a car, bring it to the paint shop. I picked out a car I really didn't want, so I'm stuck with this fucking car. I'm like, great. You can't. Well, well you this can is buy your personal ones. car. You can buy insurance for it. And so I'm like, great, whatever. I'll just deal with it, learn how to drive it. Right. You got to get one of the tanky, like, SUVs so you can smash into people and just take them out. I got, like, a huge sedan. That's almost like one of those BMW 8 Series type sedans. Okay. That's probably pretty tank-like, though, so that's good. Because you can't get the super sports cars because while they're fast, all it takes is one good broadside and you're toast. Yeah, uh-uh. That's oh. me. Playing two songs at once, you well, crazy yeah, well, motherfucker. It's attention deficit order. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'll play a song too. Are you gonna, okay, so Ryan Bennett's not even on yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Got to get all the cursing no, out of my the, um, system before we're oh, yeah, on Yeah, Utah that's right. We can't, curse. we can't curse in the state of Utah. It's against the law, I think. Anywhere in the state. Well, they're on uh, K-Ute. Radio. Yeah, it's University of Utah. All right, so what do you rate this uh, Deadhead OG? You know, it it's decent. Um, I, it it doesn't have a lot of taste, to be perfectly honest. What? Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of flavor from it. Um, so there, you should take green hit. Okay, we I'll should alternate that. green hits. Actually, I'll do that. Um, but it is stony. That's for sure. I've got a nice little head buzz from it. But yeah, so do I. No, but the uh, the Grand Theft Auto Online is fucking cool. They have uh, so you, they have liquor stores. You know all the Seven yeah, Elevens. You can rob everything and <clears throat> just not like everything. The... There's certain ones, but when you rob them, you can yell it in your mic. But like, hey, motherfucker, give me money, motherfucker, quick, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And there's an intimidation bar that keeps going up the oh, more yeah, you I yell at the person. <laughs> That's great. He's like, help me, man, help me. So you hear people going, yeah, motherfucker, give me your money. Yeah. So you hear like 16 other people like Shouting robbing at everyone. The same time. <laughs> Well, not everyone's robbing. And the guy, so like, I was just playing before I went online or came on here. And so, like, the guy robbed a store and the guy's like, hey, man, here, take my helicopter. We'll take off. So a guy lands his helicopter and he hops in the helicopter and they both take <laughs> off. That's a getaway vehicle right yep, there. And they take off. And oh, yeah, dude, I can drop you off by your car, man. Is that your car over there? 
That's pretty cool, man. What would be really cool is if you were flying the helicopter, you could kick the person in the front seat out, just like give them the boot. Uh, you can't. You can them. mug everybody and take all their money, like we were saying. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's still not a bank. Um, I had like eight thousand bucks, but I spent like four thousand of it on clothes. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> and then. <laughs> yeah, that is a mistake. So, and are the weapons that you buy persistent? Uh, all I have is a handgun right now. They give you a handgun, mm-hmm. which is fine. And yeah. then you can go to a gun shop and buy fucking more weapons. But also it's glitching. So all of the weapons from my single player game are all of a sudden missing. Whoa. I'm like, what? But I have $15 million. So it's not like I can't buy anything else. Right. There I'm is like, that. Because oh. I had like a sniper rifle. I had a fucking uh, uh, AA-12 with a full, like fully automatic shotgun. I had a grenade nice. launcher. I had a sniper. Yeah, I had the... Uh, a couple of machine guns, uh, three different handguns. Dude, I was fucking packing. Right. Because it was all the shit I collected throughout the whole game. And it's all boom, it's all disappeared. I'm like, what? Wow. Can you reload a, a different save file? Or do you just Oh, that's one? a good idea. Maybe. I'll try that next time. <clears throat> that's ass. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. sorry. Hey, so do you want to hear a story told in a 6,000-year-old extinct language? Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's hope it works. Come on, SoundCloud. I don't know if it's hooked in. Is it hooked in? No, it doesn't sound like it. No, it's not. It's playing off your speaker. I can barely hear it. Right. So um, Google it. It's actually really interesting. So what it is, is it's a um, one of the uh, ancestor languages to English, Pashto, Urdu, and a bunch of other Germanic, like German, Polish, those kinds of languages. Oh, weird. Yeah. So what linguists do is they, they find similar words and kind of amalgamate them until you have a basic language. And they've iterated this one back 6,000 years. And uh, so they have someone speaking it, which is interesting. Oh, so it's somebody speaking a weird different language. Oh, my God, weird. It's like, you know, Latin's a dead language. No one speaks it natively anymore, yes. but people still learn it. Well, this is the same idea, except for it's a language from 6,000 years ago. So before, um, or, you know, it, it, the old kingdom of Egypt, like, same time period. Oh, weird. But it's a language that would have been native to, like, Asia, uh, Russia, Middle East kind of area. They don't specify where, but I thought that was pretty cool. Dude, why would they? Um, oh, sorry. I have like a big fucking burp. <laughs> where did you find that? That's on Boing Boing. Okay, we're going to go into a gunfight. I like that blog. Oh, oh my smoke favorite. What do you want to smoke next here in this gun, in this uh, foxhole here? Um, well, I need the Schwartz to be with me. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, we have uh, Schwartz. Schwartz Bud. So this is really dense weed, though. Yeah, Lone Star smokes it. Does he? And barf. Dude, <laughs> holy shit! Feel that? Yeah, that's the, like a rock. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I haven't even opened this bag <laughs> yet. This is like the first time I've seen it. it smells pretty good. It smells a little um, earthy. It does. doesn't smell that great, but it's uh, like a rock. It smell earthy? A little bit, but it also has a nice little uh, sweetness to it. I don't know if sweet's the right term. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit sweet. So hopefully it tastes good. Anyway, there's only 45 or 40 and 8, so. 40 and 8. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, and, and for reference, folks, in a, at least the club I go to and in most of California, top shelf grade A bud is 60 bucks and 8 still. 
I remember when I was a kid, it was 35. Yeah. And then, we already went over the history, but yeah. Yeah, we've done it a couple it times. It was bullshit, <laughs> man. Yeah, I listened to, um, like, I listened, I've tried to find other, like, weed podcasts that are sort of like ours, and all the other ones that are, like, weed, all they do is read off, like, laws of marijuana and what you can't do, and we're being prohibited, you know, it's just, like, mm. real serious. Yeah. We smoke pot, but we're serious about it. <laughs> we're serious pot smokers. You know, like all the normal guys. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. We can't show that we're having fun with weed. Otherwise, they won't take us seriously. Right. And yet, it's perfectly acceptable to knock back a 12-pack of beer or slug back a bottle of Jack. Yeah, they're just way too serious on those shows. Mm-hmm. Gotta yeah. have fun with your recreations, man. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Okay, so this is... All right, take green hit. See what you think of... What is it? Schwartz. Schwartz. All right, what did, uh, what did we rate the... Uh, we didn't. Oh, I got Deadhead OG. I rated yeah. uh, f- about seven out of five uh, deadhead, dead, 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 deadheads. Dead to dead, dead. Dead, deadheads. <laughs> there you go. Dead, deadheads. That's what I rate it. What do you rate it? I actually like the way that tastes pretty. Oh, I have to, before we go on, I'll tell Wait, you this. No, uh, let me just rate, rate deadhead OG. Okay, rate so, it. Um, I'm going to agree. It's like seven and a half out of ten. It's got a good taste now that I had green hit. That that was definitely um, tastier than yeah. than I recalled from my first bowl. But um, yeah, it, it's still you know it could be a little bit stronger. Okay, we're going on the pirate ship, dude. This place is way too fucking loud. <sighs> yeah, the machine guns never work out. What? They, they never do. do. Well, then we have to go to the hull of the pirate ship. There we go, laddie. There we go. Before we go on with Sir Ryan Bennett. Should we uh, go on as pirates? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, you just dropped that, uh, dude. You're lucky there's freaking gunpowder barrels all over the place. We're nope. lucky we're using electronic cigarettes. No open flames. Or uh, electronic, uh, yeah, no open flames at all. No, but what was I going to say now? You totally made me lose my train of thought. I was just finishing the rating. No. <laughs> Fucker, uh, no, you uh, you said you wanted to talk about something, but you weren't you didn't get to it because I interrupted you. <coughs> I totally forgot about it. Now. Well, that's why we <coughs> our attention deficit order. <laughs> okay, how about this? Uh, Valve is taking out the trademark on half Half Life Three. Okay, but what do you think about their stupid controller? I haven't seen their controller. You haven't? They no. just came out with the Steam box. Oh, there's Ryan Bennett. He just came online. Yeah, I got a, I got a link to it right here. Okay, so just they came out with a Steam box. I saw that, and okay, I saw and the Steam OS. And a controller OS. that looks weird. Oh, it's like a weird touchpad thing. It's dual. It t- almost looks like two speakers, like tweeters. It's weird. It's a do- So you can Google um, Valve And yeah, there's a touchpad in the middle, and then there are buttons right. Oh, that's, I don't know. So if I want to hit like X or Y, I have to take my finger off the left thumbstick, which would normally yeah. control my motion. That seems like a bad idea in a shooter. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to use it for. I have no idea. It looks weird. They say it's uh, it can be used for left or right-handed. Well, yeah, because it's um, basically <clears throat> two like depressions that look rubberized in the middle of a controller. Yeah. Does it have triggers and shoulders? It's hard to tell. Um, it says it does. It does. Oh, weird. No, what it has is two touchscreens on the inside grip on the bottom, it looks like. And then two physical buttons on the shoulders. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. 
Well, and then what else does it have? That's it? And a touch screen, two physical buttons, and it has like the weird speaker things. The rotating speaker wire. Sorry, watch out, it's leaking in here, Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. And the Steam box, you know, people are saying it's gonna be like a $600 thing. Um, I don't know. Wow, that's, that's steep. Uh, but that's for like the top of the line. They say they're gonna have three tiers. They're gonna have one no. you can stream from your computer onto your TV, sort of like an Apple TV type thing. They call it the Steam Machine, not the Steam Box, uh, by the way. Whatever, it's the Steam Box. It's the Steam Machine. It's the Steam Machine. Yeah. So the Steam Box, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that thing, dude. Well, I mean, the kind of cool thing is if it gives you access to Steam, then you have like however many games are on the Steam service right now, which is pretty impressive. I mean, yes. You know, I log in every once in a while just to check for updates to the games I've bought on Steam. And they're not far behind uh, regular retailers in getting most of the major titles. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, they want to get uh, Microsoft out of the way. They want to take their spot as far as a PC gaming console or something, I guess. Right. Instead of Windows, so. instead of Windows, you're using Steam. But it's like Google trying to get off the ground with Google OS and their, their Chromebooks, right? Yes. And then, you know, you've, you've got tons of people doing the same thing. Problem is, there's a huge number of people who have been buying PCs for a long fucking time. Oh, I remember what I was going to tell you. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I was at Wendy's, right? And I was driving, and there was a lady walking towards me. Like, she's walking into my lane, mm -hmm. okay? And I honked at her, and she's like, I fucking see you, god damn it. I'm like, no, you didn't. I was, you were going to hit my car. She's like, I saw you. And she hits the back of my car and stuff. I'm like, fuck you, lady. Yeah. And so, she's, and so then I order my food, and then I come back around. She's standing there on the other side. On the, on the, uh, you yeah, know, the just one waiting at, for you, basically? The, the Wendy's in uh, Belmont. Yeah. The, you know, you come around, it's like a blind side. Yeah. So I came around there, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And she's like, I saw you. And the manager's like, what's going on here? I'm like, well, this lady, she almost hit my car. She's like, I didn't almost hit your car. It was weird. Yeah, that, that sounds like a great experience. Yeah, so I got harassed by some weird old lady. I don't understand. Was she on foot? Or yeah, like, she was on foot walking towards my car looking down. A little and rascal. I, and I like tap my horn to have her look up. And she gets all offended like, I saw you. She would have seriously just went boom and face planted onto the hood of my car. Huh. <laughs> so yeah, so don't go to Wendy's. In Belmont, California. And we're out of here, guys. Oof. That was a good boat trip out there. Oh, man. So, yeah, so Ryan Bennett just popped on, but I don't know. I don't want to pop on with him right now because it will be limiting our swearing time. <laughs> Which is important to us here. <laughs> you, well, yeah. you may know that already. We actually got the uh, red E on iTunes, finally. Oh, finally we got explicit. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. It only took, what, 105 episodes? Is that what we're... No, we're further than that. Must no, dude, we're like... 115 or 20. I forget how many. How many are we? Uh, I don't know. How many are we? Oh, did you see uh, Tom Clancy's dead? Yeah, I did. That's so, sad news. I've so, read a lot of his books. No more video games. No, they'll still use nope, his name. that's it. No more his video games. His wife is still alive. What's his wife going to do? She, this is what Tom would have done. <laughs> exactly. She has rights to his name for, right. I think it's 50 years after his oh, death. Oh, no. We're going to have uh, Splinter Cell in a dress. Oh, he's got another book that he was actually, it's being published in the fall. So, well, I guess that's now. But I think it, they said November. 
Well, yeah, that guy wrote like 5,000 bucks a year. I don't know if it was quite that much, but he wrote a lot of fucking books. Well, yeah, it's like guy comes in with a gun. Other guy goes, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. But they're well written. I mean. Well, yeah, it's it's all suspense, thriller, spy shit. The book uh, Rainbow Six was actually a badass book. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, the, all they do is take the concepts of his... It's weird that they took the concepts of his books and made them into video games. What they did is took the characters. So, well, that's weird that they even took the characters out of those books. Yeah. Where's my Harrison Ford book? Come on. <laughs> Air Force One. <laughs> yeah, you want to fucking... I'm the goddamn president! You want right? uh, you want some of all Fears video game and Hunt for Red October video oh, that game? That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm the Black Widow! K-19. <laughs> Hunt for Red October was um, Denzel Washington and a skinny Baldwin. Right. That's when Alec Baldwin was like super skinny. <laughs> yeah. And Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah, that's right. He was the uh, Russian, Russian sub-captain. Yeah. Yes, that's right. What's his name? Dimitri. No, that was the other guy. I am Sean Connery Dimitri, Russian captain. Is that who he is? Something like that, yes. Come on, right? Well, yeah, he's a Russian captain of a secret stealthy submarine. A secret stealthy submarine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. Oh, yeah, that's right. It would um, have cloaking. It would open the vents in the front and it would use like almost like fish gills. Yeah. It would jet water out the back, which doesn't make nearly as much noise as a big, big fan blade spinning. That's right. It would would, uh, use like bilge pumps or something. I forget what it was. It would have internal like fans to suck in the water and push out the back. Mm-hmm. It's like, woo, watch out. Yeah. So, and it was supposed to be like, you know, able to sneak through our net of but we boats literally and have, submarines. And, oh, yeah. But we literally had nets underneath the San Francisco uh, Br- uh, Golden Gate Bridge to get submarines. Yeah. They had like cables and shit hanging under there. But, I mean, if Russians really wanted to do something <laughs> bad, all they'd have to do is park like a hundred miles off the coast well, and launch I know, a bunch but of missiles. So I don't know that that would help us to have big nets underneath the uh, bay. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but whales make it through there all the time. So what does that say? Like gray um, whales. Oh, that's right. Was there a beached whale recently or something? No, no. But they get into the bay all the time and get up into the rivers and stuff sometimes. All right. We're going to smoke another bowl of what? I don't know. What? All right, what do you got over there before we go on with Ryan? Oh, let me get back there. C. Oh, Bennett. Give me the fucking thing. I'll, I'll tweet at him or tell him something. Yeah. Oh, this was cool. Um, so in the New England Journal of Medicine, which is a really respected medical journal, um, a uh-huh. group, oh, it's um, the Center for Bionic Medicine at the Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago, revealed a robotic prosthetic leg <clears throat> that learns to operate based on feedback from the brain of the person it is attached to. Domo origato, Mr. Roboto. Well, it's like Mr. Half Roboto, right? Yeah, because didn't they have But that it's like, with- it's he, this guy had an above leg amputation. They put this bionic leg on him and yeah. it's learned to walk as he thinks about walking. Uh-huh. So as it learns, it gets better at doing it. So eventually he'll be walking and running and jumping normally. Oh, so it learns. So it's like, holy shit. Right. So I know, it's I'm, adaptive technology <clears throat> that learns how you use it. It learns the way you're stimulating its electronics to do a certain thing. It listens to your brain waves, right? Because those still yeah. travel down the nerve into that amputated stump. Oh, oh, thinking of, oh, speaking of which, um, I think of a shout out to this band because uh, I just thought it was a fucking hilarious name. Uh oh well oh, 
uh, Black Dahlia Murder, Phantom Limb Masturbation, the name of the song. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That is pretty funny. <laughs> Speaking of no limbs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Black Dahlia Murder, Phantom Limb Masturbation. That reminded me of like a Gigi Allen title or something. It does, or like a like a deathcore band. <laughs> well, yeah, song. these guys, they're called Black Dahlia Murder, dude. It's just all just like... Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but they had... Um, what was that with the uh, with the um, not the legs but the arms too? They had a guy with an arm, a bionic arm that learned. Yeah. Okay, so well, this is a full leg though, and, and if, that's if, getting you out of a wheelchair or having those clunky ass prosthetics that just you know. Yeah, it's like and a have you seen um, <clears throat> have you seen the movie? Well, I know I brought it up before. It's called Body Parts, where uh, guys have, have full. Um, they remember they get the um, the they get limbs from serial killers. So one guy got the eye, one guy got a leg. One guy got like the arm. Wow! They cut up a serial killer who donated his body parts. No, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and then, like, basically, he's his like one guy who uh, so, one guy who has the dominant parts of him. Mm. It like basically took him over, and he's killing the people to get his parts back. All the other people. Oh, it's pretty That's cool, man. Funny. Come on now. Come That's on. great. <laughs> body parts. That's not a deficit pick of the week, but you know that's a uh, two out of five body parts. <laughs> The name says it right. all, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be. Would you have body parts, dude? Well, yeah, if I suddenly was in someone else's body and I knew that the rest of me was elsewhere, I'd probably try and collect it. Maybe not psychotically. Oh, and they're going to have a Destiny beta. Are they? Yes. Ooh. That's, if you pre-order the game, you'll be able to get a little beta in there. Nice. So, um, did you see, I got an email from Xbox because I do that. Um, they have, uh, what they're taking the Xbox one on the road and they're coming to San Francisco. Oh, are they? That's going to be a line of greasy fingers on that thing. Ew. Yeah. Right. I don't want to touch that controller. I don't touch the controllers at Target. (laughs) Hopefully every thousandth person, they'd change it. So it wouldn't just be like a Hopefully they just wipe it down every time somebody touches that thing. You know, it's like hose it down in Lysol. Yeah, I don't know. Would it be worth it? I don't think so. I didn't go and see the 360 when it came around. Yeah, we did. Did we? Where we went to that stupid one oh. note comic, <laughs> not comic, a uh, video game. I don't even remember the name of it. There was a convention in no, Moscone, no. and it was so depressing. Wait. No, it was um a uh, uh, game, right? Oh, that's right. It was just game. No, it was it was an acronym: games G-A-M-E. and music expo. Or something. Expo. Yeah. yeah, Expo Game, G-A-M-E. Yeah. I think I still have the, the badge from that somewhere. Like, I remember like Meat Beat Manifesto was playing and no one was sitting there. And they were a popular industrial band. Right. Like huge. Like yeah. they go to Europe, they're fucking selling out. No one. It was like a weird convention hall. It was Moscone Center. Right. But they had it set up really fucking ghetto. It was too spaced out. Dude, they had like, there were Xbox 360s and PlayStation 3s and the Wii at the time. Right, and it was they had like thirty of each. Basically. The three sixty, all it was playing was ports of uh, Xbox games like uh, Tony Hawk Underground, <laughs> Gun. Right. It was playing Gun. Yeah, <laughs> Tony Hawk's Underground. Uh, what was it? And then they had and the PS three uh, was no better. I mean, it was just depressing at this expo, and I know why they only had one. <laughs> well, it just didn't make any money, dude. No one gave a shit. The expo. <laughs> Hey, G4 covered it, man. 
when they oh, still yeah, that's had right. video Kevin game Pereira content. was there, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Kevin Pereira was there, and I think Blair Underwood was there at the time, and they I had the see. world's biggest Nintendo controller. <laughs> Remember, people were lined up. Oh, press the button. Yeah, I mean, like the A and B buttons were probably the size of a dinner plate, right? No, they were bigger than that. Was it? They're huge. It was a huge fucking. It was like a. It was a two-person probably controller. Probably six That's feet. Right. No, it's probably like eight feet by four feet. It was huge. Remember how big that thing was? A Nintendo, regular Nintendo. I controller. clearly don't. We must have been very stoned. <clears throat> yeah, we were stoned, but it w- I remember seeing it from across the room. Oh, I remember a big-ass controller. I just don't remember it being that big. Yeah, and people were walking around with G4 stamps on the sides of their heads. And remember? No. And on their hands. I must have blocked that shit out. And they had G4s um, because uh, they were getting stamped at this uh, whatever mm-hmm. place. To go meet Kevin Pereira. At the booth. Yeah. God. Yeah, that was, that was horrible, man. <laughs> I think it was only like 10 or 15 bucks, though, right? It was super cheap. Was it? Yeah. I don't well, think it was that much. There weren't that many. They haven't had a fucking good convention there ever. Well, Moscow. Well, no, WonderCon was good. Yeah, went to 2010, <laughs> three or years 11. ago. 11. Well, yeah, but hopefully they come back. Moscone's done now. Oh, oh, they just finished. Oh, that's why nothing was going on there. Yeah, so what they, did they were they do renovating the whole Moscone Center halls. So, oh, what did they do? Take out a wall to make them connect now? No. No, oh. I think it was a, a like a seismic retrofitting to make it earthquake safe oh. and also to improve the amenities. So it doesn't just boom, flatten everybody like a <laughs> yeah, pancake. That's right. I mean, it's like five <laughs> levels, maybe six levels. I never thought of that, dude. It's a big hollow space underneath a huge street and everything. Yeah. <laughs> earthquake hits in there. And it's wow. in San Francisco. I mean, it's been leveled once before, you know. Yeah, it's at least five stories underground. At least, no, you're it's, going down it's, like, it's, it's like two down and then it's three up. Oh, because you're going down that escalator, dude, and that's at least a couple hundred feet. Easily. That's about five stories, dude. Yeah. Just down, you think, huh? Well, the, no, five stories is 50 feet. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, probably about, f- uh, yeah, at least. Yeah, it could be 50 Because look straight right. up when you're at the bottom of the escalator at any way. Right. Yeah. So Moscone is a big pyramid-shaped convention center in downtown San Francisco. <clears throat> like right, picture. Yeah, right off a of market. It's a pretty cool place. <clears throat> When you're going to something like WonderCon, which is fun, but this game convention was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since uh, Ryan Bennett's not paging us yet, we'll go. Uh, so, okay, I, I finished Grand Theft Auto. I forgot we were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. I never said that. I, fin- I finished it. took me 36 hours. Wow. Um, I played, what did I play? God, where did I play? I played probably, when did it come? 17th? Mm, yeah, I think so. So it only took me, what, two weeks? Less than two weeks to finish it. But that's marathon playing. Like the first day I got it, I played it for like nine hours. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, I wouldn't play it unless I played it for like five hours at a pop. And then the last one, I played from like two to like, uh, I think two to 11. Mm. Yeah, my last playthrough was like eight hours. I played eight hours straight to finish it. Jeez, wow. <laughs> God, you must have been brain dead at the end. Yeah. I needed a break after that. (laughs) But it was fun, man. It's a good game. All the missions are clean. It's not like bullshit missions. Like, oh, fly a plane. You know, everything has a point. Right. Well, they all advance the story, which is cool. It's the bullshit side stuff that you get bogged down in. Well, the only thing I got bogged down in, you have to do... Well, and like, it's a little confusing because I tried to move the story forward and it only lets you do it with certain characters and Mm -hmm. I didn't catch that right away. 
So I'm driving around with the wrong character. I'm like, fuck. So I have to jump to another character to move the story forward. Yeah, when you're looking at the jump to icon that shows you the different characters you can go to. Yeah. It has a number of missions. What do those mean? That's the number of story missions for that character. Okay. And so what happens is it kind of looks like it moves in stagger step. Like um, you'll do a couple of, what's his name, uh, Trevor's missions. Yeah. And as you're doing them, his number will go down. But at the <clears throat> same time, the story missions are growing for Michael. Yeah. Or what's the black dude's name? Uh-oh. I know. It's bad, huh? Uh, I forget now. <laughs> God damn it. Because it's my daughter's favorite character. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, because he has a cool house and a dog. Mm-hmm. And you get to walk the dog, but um, uh, I don't know. Uh, God damn it! You should know this. You played. The I whole know. Game. I just played the whole thing. It's Michael, Trevor, and boom. <laughs> there we go. Boom. Yep. Boom. I remember. All I know. Franklin. I got, Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. I, I got my Franklin's car pimped out. It's mm. black with midnight purple on the bottom trim. Do you look sick? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got to agree. The graphics are fucking fantastic. Uh-oh, he just came back online again. Yeah, black with midnight purple, dude. Mm-hmm. It fucking looks sweet. And I got I just spent all my money on it. Because you see, that's your personal car. So I just bought like full tinted windows. I flame shooting out my exhaust pipes. <laughs> I got uh, I got all that the suspension. Level of detail, huh? I got the Dukes of Hazard horn going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> you Dixie. Hold, yeah, 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 you have to hold down the uh, thing. The horn button. <laughs> <laughs> Running over people. <laughs> yeah. Flame, you singe them on the way out. <laughs> yeah, so I got that horn going. So uh, how does this story advance? I mean, is it a good crime story? Uh, yeah. Uh, or does it lose its steam? The the reason why they're doing it is weird, um, like sort of like the story is basically oh this FBI guy oh, I'm gonna set you guys up if you don't do what I tell you. Uh, so he's a dirty FBI guy and he's uh, yeah basically blackmailing you. Yes, but a hint for the last mission I'll give you I won't spoil it, but you have to you know run into a guy's house and kidnap him. Mm-hmm. You'll totally know when it's coming. It'll be it's the last guy you have to grab. And so what I did there's a mansion all around. So I hopped to the right of the mansion. You run to the, you run all the way down. You hop into his pool, and he goes, "Oh my God, there he is!" Okay, jump, jump over, right, and uh, go right up underneath his porch. Mm-hmm. And all the security guards will fly off the hill like lemmings because they'll be trying to look for you. <laughs> what? All of them, dude. Like ten of them. I, really? I left, yeah, ten to twelve of them flew off the hill. Is this is this a YouTube video? That no, I just figured it out myself. Wow. So that's a hint for everybody. It was hilarious. I'm like, what the hell? Because I'm like, what happened? I'm like, oh, everyone just jumped off the hill. Oh, here we go. There, there. Dun, dun, dun. I am the one who knocks. You're not the one who knocks. I am the one who knocks. Oh, are you? Okay. Good evening, guys. I'm the one who rings the doorbell. (laughs) Well, according to this last episode, apparently he's not the one who knocks. He's the one who just slides in through your gate. Yeah. Um, do you guys know how I can play an audio file through Skype so that you can all hear it as well? Yes. How do I do that? Uh, oh, what did you just say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have play, no clue. I want to play the intro so that you all can hear it as well. Oh, oh pl- go for it, man. Play it. We'll, we'll just tell how us. Do I, how do I set that up? I can't get it to work. 
just go ahead and play it. We'll fake along. We we play it every episode too as Chris rates the shows, so I can hum it if need be. <laughs> so yeah, you guys don't know uh, an efficient way to. No. This is why this is why Google's better. Oh yeah, you can you can drop a file like an audio file into the right. Google space. So um, you're on our show also. We are recording. Hey, is um, who's all on here with us? Uh, we got uh, Sir Kayak from Knights of the Clown Table. We got. Uh... <laughs> yeah, how did you do that, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Have Mike play all the drops. Come on, there you okay, go. Okay, I'm gonna send it to you, Mike. Yeah, there you go. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> What's up, Sir Kayak? Yeah, what's uh, happening there? What's up, man? So yeah, so we have a so yeah, so we have a Sir Kayak. We have three podcasts. Uh, Ryan Bennett. We have who else is on here? Will Hatton from Geek Revolution Radio. Will Hatton from Geek Revolution Radio. So we have Geek Revolution Radio on here. Knights of the Clown Table slash Octagon. Knights of the Octagon. Can you play that file I just sent along, Mike? I can't get uh, T Baggins to join. And tea baggins would be. I on can here. try and add him. I don't have him on my thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so nice, dude. <laughs> hey Ben. Yeah. I saw Gravity on Monday. Don't spoil it. I'm gonna see it on Sunday. <laughs> don't spoil it. In 35 right. millimeter in balcony seats. I'm gonna see it from the Mir Space Station. <laughs> hey Mike, does he we live saw it in Jersey? You're gonna project we it saw it in Africa? 3D. Yeah. Oh, it's in I, 3D. I honestly don't think it's worth seeing in 3D. At least for me, like my, my eyes were like tweaking out the whole time. I don't some, ever watch anything in 3D. So some people, some people, their eyes just water. 3D just doesn't work. Yeah. Makes me. I wear my, glasses, my so it doesn't work for me. My yeah. wife liked it, and she doesn't like 3D. So. Okay. So is it is it this year's Avatar? Like the whole like, oh, it's this year's life of pie for visual effects. I'd say cinematography was outstanding, A plus. But Sandra Bullock gets a C minus. Really, well, I've heard she did really well. We're testing the limits of high four meg speed here. She just irritates the crap out of me. I think I got Phil on Mike. See, you, you went in there thinking she was going to do poorly. No, no. Yes, you did. I, I honestly, everyone was, on this show did. Well, no, I like I like Sandra Bullock, man. She's cute. I love I love I, her in Demolition, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wow, it wasn't that bad. There's just some really melodramatic moments in the movie that just killed me. Oh, uh, tell me you saw Gravity. Congeniality. What's that? I thought tell she me. killed it in this congeniality. Uh, yeah, it was decent. That was her breakthrough role. Yeah, it was great. But I don't know. Yeah, we're uh, talking about Gravity. Sandra Bullcock? Yeah, Sandra Bullcock, oh, uh, Miss Congeniality. Did she ever Miss Congeniality sash on in um, Gravity? I like that movie she was in with Ryan Reynolds. Because I like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's actually not that bad. Like Ryan Reynolds, that's right. <laughs> well, oh, what was that movie called? The Proposal. That's yeah. a, that was pretty decent. That was funny. It's the first time where they ever made a movie about a Canadian that might have to been like fucking deported. Absolutely not. Can you get that file I sent, Mike? I'm still trying. It's still trying to download. Okay. Holy shit! Is Johnny joining us? No, he just moved into <gasps> his house. So he's like unloading. So tell me, tell me when we're recording, so I don't swear. <laughs> that and he hasn't watched the episode <laughs> this, yet this either. One you can, you can swear. What? Oh it's fuck yeah! 
He about said he the- read about what how it happens. Yippee. I'm like, how could you do that, man? He just read okay. the finale. He is he also forced to read my screenplay, and he didn't. The jerk. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk! Send your screenplay this way, dude. We'll read it. Absolutely. I'm afraid. Yeah. Why? We'll give you an honest know. opinion. You know, skip a skips a, a writer. He'll he'll read it. They might be okay. stoned, it's but only, it's give only you an the first opinion. ten pages, though. Speaking of which, we're gonna smoke a bowl of a, a fire treatment. OG here. <laughs> okay. Nice. Send yeah. your screenplay to a kayak. He'll fucking read it over scotch huh. brandy or whatever. Right on Kodo. <laughs> That's it. Well, you're cutting out big time, Mike. Probably because everyone's talking. Yeah, well, just tell us when, dude, and we'll shut up. Now. Whenever we, we can get Mike. Mike's cutting out that big time. How am I cutting out, bitch? <laughs> your last sound effect bitch, was I thought you were cutting out. <laughs> bitch. I'm cutting out, bitch. Bitch. So, so you can guys can catch all these great shows at Knights of the Clown Table, uh, geekrevolutionradio.com, knightsoftheclowntable.com. And Knights of the Octagon. And we had to change knightsoftheoctagon.com to Kodo MMA because oh. the UFC was to sponsor fighters. Kodo, uh, tell them to talk to Chuck Norris about octagon patenting, okay? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Come on, Chuck Norris patent the fucking octagon. And you find the cat. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's. Let's butt. Should we do this thing? <sighs> you know, this is like two, two minutes and 35 seconds, for fuck's sake. I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to spur a conversation. So let me uh, let me intro it and then uh, and you let it fire there, Mike. You guys ready? Yeah, go for it. Yep. it. And welcome to this week's edition of Geek Revolution Radio. We are here to talk about Breaking Bad, this series, as well as a recap of the last episode, season five, episode sixteen. Uh, this is a spoiler alert. If you guys have not seen the show uh, or do not want it to be spoiled, for that matter, uh, then tune out now. In the meantime, let's get started. Let's punch it. This is Geek Revolution Radio. in danger. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Yeah, Mr. White. Yes, science. You are under arrest. I'd better call Saul. You know I wish I wasn't Jesse's girl. His name is Jesse. Jesse. I wish I wasn't Jesse's girl. By the way, I'm sleeping with him. Jesse, you asked me if I was in the meth business or the money business. Neither. I'm in the empire business. Elliot, if we're gonna go that way, you'll need a bigger knife. Cheer up, beautiful people. This is where you get to make it right. Do it. You want this. Say the words. 
say you want this. Nothing happens until I hear you say, I want this. Then do it yourself. Oh well, it's it's uh it's finally over. Uh, welcome to Geek Revolution Radio. On this week's show, we have a slew of people on, all Breaking Bad fans. We have my friend and yours, William Hatton from Over the Interwebs. We have Ben from Geek Revolution Radio Over the Interwebs joining us from Knights of the Octagon, Knights of Contable. We have Sir Kayak and Sir Teabaggins, and then we also have the boys from ADO Radio on the show today. Guys, let's just start right off the top. Let's start with Mike. Did you like the finale? Yeah, I loved it. Satisfied? Oh, yeah. Rubbed one out to it and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Ben, where do you fall? I thought it was perfect. I thought the pacing kept with classic Breaking Bad pacing, and uh, I don't think it should have ended any other way. Phil? All about it. All about it. Will? You know, honestly, I, I I loved it. It was it was exactly how I wanted it to end. Like every piece, you know, it just all all the puzzle pieces came together, and I was just wild at the end. All right, so here's the big question: Where do the boys at ADO Radio fall on it? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was uh, masterful. I've got to say that I'm the odd man out. I'm still playing catch up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler alert. Yeah. I already already made him spoil uh, read oh. the spoiler already. So yeah, no, I so, so I'm completely up on the show from Chris's descriptions. Um, so it's fine. And besides, I'll forget everything by the time I start watching the show again anyway, because I'll be caught up in the drama and fantastic acting. Absolutely. So I, I'm pretty sure I know what Ryan has to say about it, but I'd say overall I haven't heard one negative response to it. I haven't either, and uh, I tend to agree with all of you guys. As far as finales go, I don't think there's ever been a more satisfying finale. When you look, when, Any show that I've seen, I don't know, maybe you guys have seen shows that have a better finale, but of all the shows I've watched beginning to end, I've never watched a show that not only ended in exactly the right appropriate time, but also tied up every single loose end on the show. Sopranos was pretty good. Sure. Yeah. yeah that, was a, that was a big debate that was going around. Was uh, There was a lot of comparison uh, with this to The Sopranos. Um, I haven't seen The Sopranos, but to my knowledge, the ending leaves it kind of choose-your-own-adventure or open for an interpretation. Is that correct, Mike? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say for for a fan i say for um a fan ending i think he want i think he uh gave us what we wanted and he yeah. gave it was a little heavy-handed with telling lydia yeah i gave you the rice and when you know it was more of like he didn't want anybody to complain about it i think that's why walter made that phone call at the very end that was for and, the dumb people. right yeah they just they, <laughs> he overplayed his hand a couple times but other than that it was a perfect fucking episode you know what? Yeah. I'm glad you bring that particular line up. I would have preferred if they would have, if they were going to do that phone call, that it would have happened earlier because I wanted the last thing, the last line on that show to be what you heard at the end of the intro there, where Jesse tells him, "Then you do it yourself." Because there wasn't any dialogue after that except for that phone call. Right. I feel yeah. like the interaction between Walt and Jesse being 
the last thing, I mean, they had a lot of dialogue with their eyes, I think, when they were out in the parking lot and, you know, Walt was basically telling them to leave, you know. But I would have preferred that that not be in it at all. So I'm with you guys over there at ADO Radio. What do you, what do you guys interpretate, uh, interpret him building the box? The, bo- the wood box? Yeah, what do, what do you guys, what do you guys think of that? A, this was a reference back, uh, to, I think it was season one. Or, uh, he talked about a box that he made. He he, he calls himself an artist uh, with yeah. the way that he does meth. And he, he talked about a time when he built a box for his mother, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, for shop class. For shop yeah. class. And I assume that it was a flashback to that moment showing showing Jesse's arc as an artist because he's looked at making meth as an art the same way that he looked at what he did with woodworking. And that's that's what I took from it. I I, I remember like saying to my wife when I were watching, I was like, this is like Jesse from another life. It's like as if he never got into meth and he just was, became like some woodsman or, you know, woodworker. You know, he's like yeah. putting all this delicate work into this box and then snap, you know, he's actually in the lab. It was pretty quite crazy for me. So do you think he was, do you think the meth was better or just as good by the time he was done? Do you uh, think he'd perfected Walter's? I think Walter's- it was just as good. I think the quality of the meth was actually better because they talked about how it was the purest that they'd ever seen because they thought Heisenberg would. I think it was actually, at least I like to believe, he was making meth that was more pure than what Heisenberg did. Yeah, they kind of hinted at that too, that Jesse kind of took over the Empire and yeah. really showed up his mentor. Well, when you think back to that episode when they were talking about, when Jesse was talking about when he was building the box, it was more of like the teacher was saying, is that the best you can do? Is that the best you can do? And yeah. Jesse pushed himself, pushed himself, pushed himself until he finally came out with, in the end, this like perfect thing that he created. So that could just be him reflecting back to him making the meth. He pushed himself and pushed himself and pushed himself to this perfect thing that he's finally created. And he's the student surpassed the teacher in the end. Or, uh, I, I like to believe that, too. Yeah, or could it be him um, just, you know how people get in that place when they're basically slaves, they'll put themselves in another situation? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that definitely played a part. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's no doubt about it, but he, he was daydreaming back to a, a time when I, I like to believe he was actually happy and satisfied yeah. with his life before all this shit went down. That was Walter White. I mean, it's hard to say that there wasn't shit before Walter White, but I know it wasn't as heavy when he was do- dealing meth beforehand, when he was dealing his, you know... Definitely not. He wasn't killing it. people and shit, you know? And yeah. um, and Lydia, or uh, not Lydia, but um, uh, Brock's woman, or Brock's mom, would not have been killed if Walter hadn't have gone to that house and shown the um, Sons of Anarchy, or the Sons of, um, uh, whatever, uh, Grandpa's of Anarchy, where it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey Chris, I have a question for you. Yes. When you were watching that, because I was a little, I was a little messed up when I was watching that. When you saw the Jesse scene, did you originally <laughs> thought it was a, a Werther's commercial? Because I did. <laughs> <laughs> Werther's original. I thought it was Werther's. just like your grandpa. <laughs> oh my god. Well, back when it really hot. Watch it. You'll think it's a Werther's original commercial. I really liked how Walt played on the stevia thing with yeah. the ricin. Because, I mean, that stevia shit with Tyra was just throughout, you know, the other seasons. Yeah, we had talked about that on Geek Revolution Radio. A lot. And uh, it was, what's his name from Saturday Night Live on Talking Bad that called uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. He said like four weeks ago, I think it was, that it was for her, which turned out to be the truth. And I, when we were talking about uh, episode 15 last week on the show, 
there was a crucial element of the whole thing that Walt was seeing on TV that we didn't pay attention to. And it wasn't that he was mad about those guys saying he didn't have anything to do with the, the making of gray matter. It was a fact that they were mentioning in the article that the blue meth was still being made. Yeah. That I didn't even, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't notice that, but that's why he came out of hiding. It wasn't so much what the gray matter people said as it was. He thought that Jesse was colluding yeah. against him and working with them. And I, I honestly was... still believe that he went there to kill Jesse. That was his entire plan the whole time. Until he saw Jesse. Until he saw Jesse, exactly. Yeah, you know, watching the the Talking Bad afterwards, uh, that was a lot of the general consensus with the the cast members or uh, uh, Chris. Vince Gilligan said it too. Yeah, like Chris Hardwick had brought it up, and uh, like I just think, you know, you really you really see this interaction between the two of them when Jesse's brought in. It's like this dawning, like you know, he's not here on his own will. Right, and he and he looked really beat up even from last week's show, because obviously some time has passed in between. Yeah, um, and he just—I mean—he had scars all over his face. It was well, he was—he was there for like six months at least, six to seven yeah, months. At least, right. At least. I mean, I think it's fair to say that even though he ratted, even though like all this kind of shit falling down was a little bit of his fault, I think he definitely got uh, what he deserved. Maybe more so. He, maybe he paid more than what he deserved. I love definitely. I mean, I, I I never wanted to, you know, like Jesse, and then at the end, I loved Jesse when he killed Todd. I was like, that's the best. Oh my goodness! I kind of wanted to ask you about this, Will, because Will, you have been oh. an advocate of Jesse since day one, and you were just rooting the entire season for him to catch a break. Pull, for the, pull. the yeah. show to end the way I, it did, you had to have felt so good about it. Well, the thing is, I I last week I said I I don't want um to make any predictions, but I I know what I want to see. And I literally said, I want to see Todd killed by Jesse yeah. with his bare hands. And that's exactly what that's happened. Sure like, enough. That yep. alone, like the whole episode could have revolved around anything else. And that happening would have been enough for me to be happy. Yep. Well, Slave Leia style, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's funny. <laughs> was he in a bikini? Well, no, but he had a chain wrapped around. Yeah, he wasn't actually. He was in a slave bikini. He, he was definitely in a bikini. Did you, did you like the snap of his neck? Yeah, oh, that that little little snap at the end. That was. <laughs> I love how after the guns like go off and everything, Todd just looks up and he's like, "Mr. White," like he's just, he's all. Like, what did you do? What did you do? What is this? What is going on right now? It just shows how like weird his character is because he's totally like childish, naive. Yeah, you know. But does like, that cause you to feel sorry for him at all? No, no he's, he's no. not naive. I had no he's sympathy a, for him. He's not naive, dude. He's a sociopath. He has no moral compass. He's, he's just like, what? What just happened out here? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now let me. Like, ask, I just shot what? a kid. No big deal. Like, yeah, yeah. He's a sociopath, man. <laughs> Will and Ben, you guys both served time in the military. What caliber of bullets are we talking here? But oh, they went goodness. through those not only the first wall, but then those out are the seven, six, two. Well. Seven, seven six two. Seven six two. Which I assume that the stopping power there isn't really any, right? I mean, just kind of keep going. I mean, yeah, it, it it's the same round that an AK forty seven uses, um, and it's it's a big ass bullet. Like it's yeah. it's huge. Like it, it it'll it'll knock you on your ass. There there are bigger no guns, but I mean, yeah, that, that was like just got the job shit. done. Okay, speaking like- speaking of that, people are questioning how Walter got hit in the sides with the bullets. Because he so was just, two feet under that. 
People are saying Ricochet. Yeah. I was actually I, wondering that myself. I just like, watched it like, uh, before before we did this. And what what I saw the second time watching it was he was kind of laying in front of Jesse just a little bit. And he was shot on the part of his back that was up high. And I suspect, I mean, with a gun sitting in the back like that and the recoil on the gun, I assume that not all the bullets were making a perfectly straight line. That some of them were kind of bouncing either higher or lower and and the ricochet honestly could have been a lot of it. But that's true. And yeah. and uh, did you catch the? I forget which season it was, but Jesse said something about robots also, <laughs> about um, like uh, solving something with a big robot, right. and and how uh, and how the, he I used honestly, a robot. Though, that whole thing where he set that all up, I just thought it was masterful. It was brilliant. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I was literally like I was almost standing on my couch like jumping up and down as those bullets were going off because I was so excited. Like, like he Heisenberg them for the last oh, yeah. time. Like no, he always has a plan and he's so smart that it always works. I mean, when I saw him set up the thing up there, I just went, man, he's going to set up some sort of a sentry gun as like a distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like out in the desert to get the cops to go there while he does That's his what thing. I, was thinking too. I didn't think he'd be like, no, I'm going to put it in the trunk. I'm going to lock the car. And then when I lock the car, it's just going to wreak havoc. And then when he pulled in there and he parked that specific way, I said, I thought to myself, did he bring, is that gun in the Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that, he, just, he just made it rain, and it was awesome. To me, it reminded me of when he went into, was it Tuco's yes, like, yes. den? You know, just like yeah. this, I'm going to go in there, guns blazing, you know, just <laughs> all or nothing. All yeah. or nothing. And Vince Gilligan, yeah, well, Vince Gilligan said he didn't say, but there's very much like taxi references in there, like Robert De Niro's oh, yeah. taxi, as far as uh, making of the makeshift gun that he makes to go on his arm, you know, to go in and <laughs> save uh, the hooker and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of taxi references in that in the end of that show. I love the use of Badger and Skinny P. Uh, oh yeah, great scene that again. was awesome. And it was as soon so as I sick. saw those lasers, I knew they weren't guns. I was like, "There's yeah, two yeah, dudes yeah. out there." Yeah. With laser pointers. yeah. But that's or the brilliance I, yeah. of Heisenberg is is a lot of the time the threats he makes are somewhat empty, or or at least he inspires fear in people without actually you know having the armor or, or the, the arms to, to to carry it out. I would say a lot of times he gets. I'd say almost every time he gets lucky, actually, right yeah. place, right time kind of stuff. Did you guys think when when he was going to Gray Matter and he was, you know, creeping outside their house, and then he, you know, they go in the house, and he closes the doors behind him. Did you guys think he was there to kill them? Because I sure did. Yes. There was a, there was a brief moment. Yeah, I think everybody I, thought that. I didn't think I didn't think he was gonna kill them as much as he was going to fuck them hard somehow. And sure, <laughs> like just and completely like just screw with them, which he did. He wound up doing that, but he got what he wanted in the end too. Well, and he, he did was, it in a means that was kind of like, in my opinion, killing two birds with one stone. But like, even at that, Phil, I feel like they got off super easy in the fact that they, he didn't hurt them. He didn't put them at any sort of a dis. He really actually gave them another leg up by being like, they're going to be the heroes to his son and his family. Well, I, I think the thing is, though, I mean, going back to it, I think he's accepted the fact that that part of his life is over. They screwed him in the end. It had nothing to do with him at this point. It had to do with getting the money through his family. I don't think it, I, I don't think it was a bone of contention with him anymore. Like you said, he got more pissed about the fact that there was still blue meth out there than they didn't give him credit for gray matter. He didn't care about gray matter at that point. He cared about 
his empire. He cared about his empire. That, that, that's, that's exactly right. Well, that's exactly why he um, died in that shop. So he took credit for making the blue meth. He took credit for everything. He let Jesse uh, just go. That's why he, he killed. Yeah. That's why he, he died, died in the shop. He died in his empire. And that was something I ran into a guy at school that was just waiting in line to get some food. And he was talking about how he didn't like the finale. And I Whoa. immediately interjected myself into the conversation. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. As a true American would. He said, I didn't want him to die at the end. I wanted him to live. And I'm like, well, there was really only two options. There was one, he goes to prison. Or two, he dies from cancer in the near future. And I brought yeah. that point up. I said, by him dying where he did, holding that mask specifically, he took credit for the entire Blue Meth Empire. Not only that. But it was an empire, and they never caught him ever. And he always it. wanted a credit for it anyway. He said he everything that he set out to do in season one, whether whether it was get money for his family, whether it was in season what was it five or four, where he said I'm in the empire business. Everything he did, he accomplished in that show, and he accomplished. It really all came together in a nice, nice wound tight bow in that last episode. There, it was amazing. You had a love that he told uh, Skyler that he did it for him and he liked doing it. Yeah, it's about it's was, about time. I mean, I feel like he buried the hatchet between him and Skyler. And the second time watching it through, I noticed that when he was after he had gone and said his good goodbyes to Holly, the baby, when he, he was walking out of the room and she kind of puts her her head down, you can't see it very well because her hand is behind the crib. But with her hand, she kind of starts to reach out to towards his body as he walks past her. If you look at the shadow, it looks like a hung woman. Yeah, exactly. The cinematography in that scene, this whole episode, but that scene specifically, I mean, th this episode was shot so good. I mean, every shot and the acting, how oh. this doesn't win like any Emmy it's up for next year is going to be beyond me because there, for me, this is, this is stuff that you see in movies made by huge directors you never see this yeah. kind of stuff in tv yeah. so uh, I, I have a question for everybody we we had mentioned uh badger and skinny pete earlier and i i, <laughs> I love their their dialogue in the back seat about like i don't think this is really moral yeah um would you guys watch a spin-off show of just the two of them I hope, yeah. I hope that they're going to be in the Better Call Saul. Oh yeah. Prequel. Well now, well now, this brings me to my question. I think this is all on our minds. Do you think that they they could possibly do a spinoff with just Jesse? Mm. True. True. I mean, Jesse made made it out. He's alive. Scott Free might not be much of a show though, because I like to think he's going to get as far away from the Meth Empire. As yeah, according away to from yeah. anything illegal. According Maybe to Aaron series. Paul. According to Aaron Paul, he wants Jesse to go up to Alaska. And yeah. hang out. <laughs> I suspect he'll go see Brock one last time, and then yeah. he will go to Alaska. He'll get as far, he'll live as remotely as possible from all of that. Yeah. Because he still has a lot of heat when it comes to everything, because it wouldn't be that hard to tie it back to him if he was still around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, only if that confessions tape is at uh, the Grandpa's of Anarchy's clubhouse. <laughs> you know. Mike, Mike, what did you think of the cinematography in that episode? No, look, I, I, look, I was starting to say before, just the, the that shot when he when he shoots the uh, the uncle, when the uncle's telling him you want to know where the money's buried with the, the yeah, yeah. camera. I thought that was great. You know what I want to ask though? Well, one more time, I lost you there for a sec. 
I want to ask about the writing. Everybody talks about Vince Gillian. Every time I read something, he talks about how I wanted to write this way, and my writers brought me in. And somebody where I was, when I was talking about it said, he's almost like a, uh, like a hipster like a hipster Robert Downey Jr. with a weight problem retard. <laughs> <laughs> and that well, he keeps like, not giving himself enough credit. You know what I mean? Like He's always giving credit to the writers around him. Well, I, I think that with this show specifically... I think that the writers had as much to do with how good this show was as he did specifically. I mean, I think he was kind of the big idea guy as far as where it was going, but I think as far as the execution, he wasn't 100% sure how to get there. And he talked about in Talking Bad, as a matter of fact, on this last episode, how him, how they sat down and they wrote out like five or six different endings to this show before they actually got to the one that they used. And so I think the reason he always brings up his writers is, one, he wants to get them hired because he knows he'll be able to get any work he wants to. And two, they did play a very integral part to this show because this show was written so well, it's kind of it would be hard to believe that it was written by one person. Yeah. And it took him, uh, apparently it took him three weeks to break each episode. So for writing. So it took him that long to write each episode out. So they like were the pretty much writing year-round, I bet, then. Uh, well, three weeks, they're writing since last December. Yeah. You know. Well, because you got to think, they're not always writing either, because he's there directing while they're in production, too. So Breaking Bad was probably a full-year job. He maybe had a couple weeks off, but he talked about in uh, Talking Bad how he actually wrote uh, most of the episodes in the Warner Brothers water tower, which yeah. I thought was, was pretty cool. And, and that really, I think, is more of an icon... And a and a landmark than than the water towers. Itself. Did did you, did you guys ever see that the he was talking about the alternate ending he was gonna or alternate um for his son in Tuco, where mm-hmm. he was gonna have Tuco in the basement. This is first season shit. Where he's gonna have Tuco in the basement going down there every day, cutting off a part of his limb. But Tuco would have a um uh yeah that's the first drug dealer right yeah, what crazy or Tuco. Not, not, no, Tuco's the drug. Yeah, you're thinking crazy. It was the first guy. Okay, he would have a, a rifle on the other side of the room, and he could pull the trigger and blow his head off at any time, but he wouldn't. So he almost got gets up to his legs. I guess this is what he wrote. He'd almost get up to his legs. So by the time, so by the time, so uh, Walter White has cut his legs off, and then his son finds the guy in the basement. The the and then Tuco finds out or whoever finds out that it's Walter White's son, pulls the trigger and kills his son and him at the same time. Uh, yeah, I read that. Remember? I, yeah. Really? You know, I, I heard a lot of the a lot of the a lot of times along the way throughout the season where he was ready to take Walter White dark, fast, like like uh, when what's her name Jesse's girlfriend was was dying. Like there was a he had written an alternate scene where Walter actually killed her while she was asleep. You know, like yeah. smothered her with a pillow, but. The reason that he said he didn't do it then, and I assume this probably is the same reason he didn't do it in season one, is he wanted people to stay on Walter's side as long as possible. And I would argue that I was on Walter's side for the most part until season five. It didn't really feel to me like he was a real bad guy until until season five. I know, dude. (laughs) Five? Jesus, dude. Yeah, beginning of season five. Ben has hated him since episode how about, like, one. How about, how about watching uh, Jesse's girlfriend die? It's like, whoa, okay, that's it. Yeah. And that, causing that the plane, and causing a plane, plane to crash? 
But I can I can see why he let his girlfriend die. That yeah, was even even he saved Jesse's life by letting her die. Yeah, and I think he knew that. I think by letting her die, I think that was more for Jesse than for him. It but, was definitely more for Jesse. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a sick thing to do. Two junkies yeah, aren't is. worth two junkies aren't worth a whole like two plane loads of people. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta remember the plane. The plane had nothing to do with him. I mean, yeah. Yes, it, it did. Yes, it did. It totally know, did. It was. The, yeah, the dad, was, the dad was, was depressed was because of that. Well, the, yeah, yeah the, that was all. Well, yeah, but the dad was depressed because the daughter died, which Walter let die. So in turn, his actions caused him to let go on his fucking uh, pushing yeah. tin job, so whatever that's the, the fuck. Thing that like Ryan and I have the arguments, you know, going back and forth between where the responsibility lies on Jesse versus the responsibility on. On Walter, and I think at the end of the day, you look at yes, Walter is responsible, you know, but I don't think he takes the full pie. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I've always, I've always put Jesse fifty-fifty, the same way they are in the meth business. Well, yeah, without that everything that happens is as much think, of Jesse's fault as it is Walter's fault. Uh, I think that also everyone is complicit in something, um, but what, but. Uh, Walter White is complicit in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while everyone may have a little piece of the pie here and there, or a little piece of their own pie, he has a, he has a piece in everybody's bad shit. But without you know Jesse, I mean? without Jesse, Walter White would not know what the fuck is up with anything. Jesse sure. brought sure. him into that world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesse's he, not innocent he, at all. <laughs> and you can look at a lot of the things that Walter White did, and I know I know his excuse is always it had to be done, but all of the kills that he did were all the way until the end, I would say, were all just justified. Absolutely every single one of them. Is there a body count? I don't Probably is some. Probably, yeah. It should be. But I mean, even even at the end, you know, I, I kind of called it a couple weeks ago that I thought that he would do everything he could when he came back. I didn't know that his motive would be because it was personal, because he wanted to destroy, because he was mad people were taking credit for the blue meth. But I thought he would go back and destroy the meth empire, which he he did. I mean, as far as that region of the country is concerned, meth was wiped out with with everybody that died in that last episode. And I feel like that was a way for him, because I think he was going there with those intentions anyway. He just thought Jesse would be in the equation too, but he went there to end the meth empire because he had been out of the game for a while at that point. All right, I have the body count if anyone's interested. Yeah. Okay. If you include the people on the planes, it's 186 people. Without I have a higher, I have a higher body count. With wait, really? Yeah, the independent says 260. Holy. Yeah, I found a reference to 270. Why, wait, why why are we counting 270. the people on the Well, because he he caused it inadvertently, he caused that plane to crash. How did he cause the plane okay. to crash? By by Minus making the, the dad de- by making the dad depressed. Because he caused the because he made the daughter die, let the daughter die. Gets the dad depressed enough to not give a shit about his job, not even telling planes are next to each other. Boom, they crash. Cause he's in. Cause he's. It's the reaction of what Walter White did. It's a Heisen, Heisenberg effect, dude. Come on. I don't know if it's a reaction. I would say that he is a is a is a chemical. If you if you the- read the definition to Heisenberg, dude, that is a perfect Heisenberg right there. <laughs> Everything he gets near, man, he caught. It's what? like a weird effect. Well, that's that's the other thing I want to get to. Also, I mean, this whole thing about chemical reactions. I mean, that's going back to episode one, and he's talking about chemistry. How 
there's this cause and effect how one hand washes the other and everything like that. It's really that plays a big part throughout the show. This whole chemical reaction that he just that's you know sues with everything. I mean, I think that's just a, I think that's the whole one of the major bases for the show is the chemical reaction between human beings. Oh, definitely. Uh, is definitely. there a number out there for how many people he directly killed? <clears throat> so if you, <laughs> I, hey, that's come on. Oh, uh, with like his hand that died because he stopped at a red light instead of driving through it. No, so no, 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 that's not the same. Does that count? I what I don't know how to say the website. I M G U R Imager. Imager. Uh, they've got this awesome, like artistic graphic of all the people like specific names like the Tuco's on here Mike's on here it's like all these different names uh, Hector Sam- Salamanca, Salamanca. <laughs> like, all these yeah. names their death toll uh, is 247 well, did, did he I don't think he killed Hector either well, no, no. Hector died by his own accord, and Hector died because he wanted is, to take out this is not Not to say, like, specifically <laughs> these are deaths at Walter White's specific hands, but these are just deaths from just the Just overall, episode, overall the deaths in the show. Nothing yeah. related to Walter, just anyone who died in the show. This is how many. No. And it's funny, like, the last it's couple names are Mike's guy number one, Mike's <gasps> guy number two, Mike's guy number three. I, I honestly don't think this is including the uh, f- series finale, so well, is it, there's definitely guys in the prison. What, what about all the guys at the pool who drank all the poisoned uh, tequila? Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That was Gus, wasn't it? Oh, that, that was all, that was Gus, all Gus. So that's yeah, that like, Gus. That's, now, wait, here's my other like 40 question. people. How many barrels? How many barrels did they load up? Oh, man. It, in- it includes the flight passenger as 167 from the flight. As far as barrels, I would say they put at least eight people in barrels. Yeah. I don't know if it was... I don't think it was 15. I think that's too many, but I saw probably about eight. Well, the, well, the last yeah. one the last one was the kid. Or no, it was Mike. The last one was Mike. Yeah, it was Mike. Mike. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So fucked up. So <laughs> let's... Let's talk about Gus for a second because I feel like between the second to last episode and the last episode that Walter had become had be, he was Gus basically. Um, do you guys agree with that? Uh, yes, but the way he asked when he's like, uh, "If we're if you're gonna go for a knife, don't go there." That quote you had that was total Mike, right? The way yeah. he says it and everything. <laughs> That's true. But he, but he kind of Gus them in the fact that. Gus them. You got Gus. When he threatened them, and he said, "You know," because there was one point in the show where Gus threatened Walter's family and said, "If you if you cross me, I will take out your your wife, your son, your newborn baby daughter." And he kind of did that same thing with the folks. No, 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 at the very end when he gave Jesse that nod and had his um, feet apart, that was a gussing. That's true. Right? He was total. He was total. That was a gust, dude. Where he's just like, yeah. mm, like a half nod. Yeah, I think I think Walt has taken something from everybody that he's come across. Like he's kind of just adapted and evolved. You know, he's wearing Skylar's panties. Well, there's rumors <laughs> that he adopts a little bit of everybody he kills. Was mm-hmm. the thing I heard a lot. Kind of like a chameleon effect. Vince Gilligan actually said that. Um, do you guys do you guys think that Gus made more money in total in the yes. Empire, or did or oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Gus all day. Gus, Eisenberg, was, Eisenberg was cranking out a, a much more pure product 
and he was global for a year. Well, I, I also you think that you have to look at the fact that Gus had to pay for a lot of means of yes. production. Got a lot of whereas yeah. the only thing Walter White had to pay for was just the meth. And Gus had a lot so, more overhead. Exactly. He had more overhead. And they got all the methylamine for free. The equipment is really all they really paid for because they were they were making the meth in houses that were being bugged. But then I you just have to think about the broad spectrum of Gus. Yeah, he's, like, he'd been doing it a lot longer than... Now, uh, yeah. Didn't Jesse figure out the number of how much actually that Gus was making? Like, wasn't it something like a retarded number? Like 90, 90 million in like a month or some shit? That was you only know? on chicken sales, wasn't it? Jesus. That was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was all in batter. Because that's what Walter netted there, there at the end, right? He had he had nine barrels with about 11 million a piece. Is that about what it was? Yeah. Is that right? It was, it was seven barrels at 10 and a half each. <laughs> So he was in the ballpark, at least. I would. Yeah. Yeah, and what uh, the in the barrel that the uh, that the um, grandpas of anarchy gave him was, I think, the equivalent to the amount that he would have gotten from Gray Matter had he taken the deal. Oh, really? Percentage wise. Well, wow, that's funny. And so it all kind of came back because there was a bunch of people that were th- thinking that he was going to go back to get his money, and I thought that that scene. Where the guy's like, wait, wait, wait. And he puts a cigarette in the mouth and he says, you want to know about your money? And then before he can even finish his sentence, just boom, blows his <laughs> At up. that point, it wasn't about the money. Oh, yeah, yeah and the, that... the blood splatters like right over the camera. And I was just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I go back the money to the cinematography to. of this episode. It was so good. Like, that was just one of those things where, like, I was watching it and my head flung back because the blood flew out of the camera, you know? <laughs> See, this is uh, something I... I kind of want to know what Ben thinks about, but just this whole episode and seeing the things that Walt does as he goes to the people at Gray Matter, as he goes to Skyler, you know, as he goes out to and ends up saving Jesse, I feel like, you know, and I think it's just the general consensus of this episode that he really redeems himself, not entirely. I don't, I don't think he could ever really truly redeem himself entirely, but I think he's done that last ditch effort where you know you you say the character in a in a film or a movie who's bad does something good at the end to where you're like you know that that, that makes up for a lot of the ground well, let's, yeah, go, even let's go around the up. horn let's go around the horn with that mike do you think that walter white redeemed himself yeah i think for the most part i think i think will's pretty much on the money i think uh you know he had that's as best as he, he could do i mean he set out to you know, like season one, he set out to make the money. He made him some money and, you know, told her told her how he felt. And that's pretty much how he could have, you know, done it. I think, I think, uh, I don't know. I think I love him so much. I think a part of me died with him that day. <laughs> ben, where do you stand? Do you think he redeemed himself? You know, no, I don't. Um, Not even a little. Ben, who well, is the guy that hated him since episode I don't, yeah, I don't you, think. I don't think he did it for anyone else but himself. Like, all the cathartic stuff he did at the end was so that he could feel better before he died. I think that intentions really matter and that he he admitted he's doing everything for himself. And to me, there's no nobility in that. He didn't have to leave that money for for Flynn. He didn't have to go make things right with Skyler. And he didn't have to save Jesse's life. To feel good before he died, he did. Are you Yoda now? But he still (laughs) did these things, though. Bill, where do you stand on it? Phil? Yeah, yeah. Where do you stand? <laughs> Phil, Will, Phil, 
Um, honestly, well, the thing about redemption is, is that, you know, it's, it's an ongoing process. Like when, when somebody is seeking redemption, it's not something that just happens overnight. So I think he made the final effort that he could in the <clears> end <throat> to redeem himself, but he didn't fully redeem himself. He knew he was never going to fully redeem himself of all the horrible things that he had done, even up to Hank's death. I mean, the least he could do at that point was at least this is where Hank's body is. This is, you know, this is yeah. where I buried them. You know, that it, for somebody with so little time and for it to be such an ongoing process that he was never going to hit, he did the bare minimum of what he was able to, to do at that moment. Chris, do you think that he redeemed himself? Uh, well, okay, this is my point. I think um, the only reason why he brought up Jesse was to get get his keys off of that pool table. I don't think he gave a shit about Jesse at that point. You know, I don't think he brought uh, him in there to save him. No, I think the reason he went there was... I think he wanted Jesse. to see Jesse. I yeah. think he wanted to see Jesse. He wanted Jesse in that room. I know, he but if they... But I know. up until the point he saw him, I thought. Well, I know, but if they hadn't taken the keys from him, what would be the point of him taking Jesse? He would have just pressed that thing and killed himself with the grandpas of anarchy. Well, if that's the case, he would have pressed the keys as soon as he got out of the car. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess maybe not because he didn't know who was inside. Yeah, yeah. He had to go inside, set it up. Okay. And then until they took the keys, that gave him the idea. Oh, shit. I need to make up an excuse to fucking get those keys. So I need to call grandpa here a fucking liar. And what? I'm a liar. What the hell? Liar? Or did he do it because he wanted Jesse in that room so he could be killed, too? I, I think I he, he did it. Jesse. I think he did it to get well, those you, keys. He had to. He needed to the keys it. to he kill himself. His, they were about to kill him. When he saw, I mean, yes. Literally, he was like gasping at straws at that yes, point. Yes, but when he saw Jesse, then he, uh, then he switched his mind. That's when, after he saw Jesse, he changed his mind. But before that, I don't think he gave a shit. And he was only, yes, he, I think he was only doing it for himself. And that's it. I think he wanted to take credit for something he created. That's why he put his hand on the um, um, equipment he created to make that special meth. And that's why he fell from it. And he wanted to die in his lab, and he wanted to have something, his legacy. He died making his legacy. That's all he wanted. And he got it. Right? I, I have to agree. Um, so let's, 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 let's kind of change gears here. And let's, let's go kind of around the horn, and let's talk about beep, beep. what it is specifically that, that we love about this show. We'll start again with you, Mike. Mike, what what is it about Breaking Bad that originally drew you into the show and then kept you on the edge of your seat through the whole series, basically? Besides you bothering me to watch it? Besides that. <laughs> yeah. after, I, after I had convinced you, what kept you around? Well, it, it, didn't, it didn't hurt that I watched the first four seasons in a row on Netflix. Yeah. Holy. A week. I think oh, yeah. Netflix had a lot thing. to do with the success of this show, honestly. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it till I guess maybe about a year ago, um, right when four oh, yeah. ended. Once season four hit Netflix, and you finally talked me to do it, I sat down and watched like two or three episodes and got hooked. Uh, you know, you know what hooked me was just the the story with him transforming. I mean, as uh, a guy a little younger than Walter White, you know, you kind of uh, have those feelings sometimes where. I, I kind of wish I was him at some, sometimes watching that show. You know what I mean? There's people I see every day on the street. I'd love to just, you know, put a bullet in their head. <laughs> like the Heisenberg gun. <laughs> you know, I mean, the closest <laughs> get Gust. One of the monks, there's monks that walk around Times Square and they hand you these little things and they want money for it. And I, 
one guy pulled my hand out of my pocket, and I wound up pushing him in the chest and knocked him over with flip-flop, fell off, and everything else. <laughs> For yeah. a second, I about jumping on him and just beating him to death. And was like, now I know how Walter White feels. You know, Spoken <laughs> like a true New Yorker. But, <laughs> no, I, I love the transformation of him. And just, it's one of those things where I don't think I've ever gotten into a show, and I loved The Shield. And uh, I love Sons of Anarchy, but I've never gotten into a show where I just was so obsessed with the characters that uh, just watching it. I mean, obviously, it's easy to watch it all in a row. But then I was wanting to watch it every week in season five uh, when it broke, when the first eight episodes were done. I was like craving those characters, almost like I missed those people in my everyday life, no matter how corny that sounds. And then when the show ended the other night, when he died, I felt for a second like somebody I knew died. And I don't think I've ever had that in TV before. Did you find yourself slightly emotional at the end because of the death of Walter White? You should know me by now. I don't get emotional over anything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I pretty much. You know, I, I kind of <laughs> felt like I felt I didn't really feel like emotional, but I felt bad. You know, it, I think I agree with you. I felt like it was like somebody I knew. Like right. it, it was like almost watching like somebody. That, it was literally like watching somebody that had cancer finally being taken off the life support. You know what I mean? Where it's like it. It was too soon for him, in my in my the way I kind of feel about him. But in the, at the same time, it, there was no other choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But uh, I like the way they did it. You know, I'm sad that he's gone. Uh, I disagreed with some of you guys on some of the characters of the show. There's some of them I just fucking hated. Yeah, I hate. <laughs> I hate. I wanted Scott to die so bad. A painful. Oh, yeah. Death. yeah, yeah. And I wanted to see like, uh, you know, I wanted to see Flynn. Get raped like Otto. Oh no! Want to see Flynn get autoed? I want to get autoed. Oh, no. well, just rough autoed, where he got he got hit so hard that he stood up without his crutches and walked off. Kind of uh, some of the blowback of the choices he made wasn't the death of Flynn. I feel like yeah. that could have been a really good arc in the story that they missed. I think the first time he said "Call me Flynn," they should have bitched him so hard he swallowed his molars. <laughs> oh my god! Ben, what is it about Breaking Bad that you love? I mean everything. the 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 story to me was just perfect. It, it, there wasn't a single line of dialogue that I thought was corny or over the top. There wasn't, you know, any pretentious cinematography. It it all it was artistic, but it was down to earth. And the the fact that the the show forces you to fall in love with a bad bad person is the exact you know it's a it's a it's a terrible thing to fall in love with someone like that but but you you can't help but do it. Bill, um, well, I'm actually right with uh, Mike on Breaking Bad because I didn't start watching Breaking Bad up until about. Maybe even a month ago. Holy. I about three weeks ago, right? Yeah, well, about that. Yeah, I watched all of the seasons right up until I caught up to three episodes. So what um, What made you then, catch up so fast? Was it social pressure or was it literally that well, you couldn't and, wait to watch the next episode? Initially, initially it was social pressure because, you know, I'm the kind of guy where I have to discover a TV show on my own. I don't want to watch it because everybody's saying you have to watch it, you have to watch it, you have to watch it. At work, unfortunately, every single person I work with watches Breaking Bad. So finally, I was just like, screw it. I just I just got to watch it so I at least can join in the conversation at this point. Hmm. Um, honestly, for me, though, to watch I, – I averaged about eight episodes a day. 
when I caught Jeez, up. So you you didn't miss Walter at all then? You're like, oh, he's gone, whatever. On next show. No, there, there, I, there, I will admit there's a little less emotional attachment. Well, yeah, you weren't with him for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I loved the the corruption of innocence almost. The, the taking of this person who's essentially supposed to be a good soul. And just the, the evolution of characters and the dynamic of characters and this reaction and cause and effect that just happened and just, you know, progressed with it every episode. I think that's what kind of just drove me to just keep going and keep going to see how dark the humor could get, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's what links me to like Sons of Anarchy because it's almost the same way with the dark humor and the corruption and the, you know, the evolution of character. I just I sure. love dynamic shows like that. At what point in the show, since you watched it so quickly, no, at what point in the show can you say that you were really hooked? I mean, was it episode one? I think, no, I mean, episode, like, the first season, like, the first three or four episodes, I was like, I, you know, I was giggling. Like, I was laughing a little bit, like, you know, when Skyler's jerking him off in bed. And, you know, like, little, like, quirk, uh, you know, quirky things like that kept me, you know, interested. Like, all right, you know, this is pretty good. You know, I'll watch it. You know, little little humor behind it, like, with Jesse, like, you know, yeah, Mr. White, yeah, science, yeah, bitch, you know, like, just, like, shit like that, like, kept me just in, interested, but then when it really started, like, molding into this fucking machine, you know, I really think what what switched with me when I really started to get into it was the involvement with Gus and that whole new aspect of just, like, this empire, you know, like, just started off in this freaking Winnebago, you know, trailer shit into this empire and i think that's where i really like molded into like this huge fan nice will you know i i started watching i think when season three came out uh and i after season three i took a break uh just because i think i watched all three seasons within like a matter of probably a week or two and i just like it it, it hit me really strong i was like i just this it, kind of the same feeling i had with dexter it was just like <clears throat> this is just like really some evil stuff i mean just you know bad actions bad people doing some really bad things at times uh and it just it, it really hit me uh kind of strong but uh i i kind of kind of felt like when i would watch the trailers for the season four season five like i was like you know what i need to get back into it because it just looks so good um and i honestly think it was season three and season four where i really started to um really start to love the story especially the whole line like the story arc with gus is probably what really drew me in and and locked me in just you know that whole you know, there's something bigger. You know, it's not just, you know, Walter White trying to sell meth out of a Winnebago. It's like this whole empire, and it, it made everything seem just a whole lot bigger. I don't know if it applies Definitely. so much to, to you, Skip, but uh, Chris, what, <laughs> yes. is it about, what is it about this show that, that hooked you and, and kept um, you plugging through every week? When, when did you come... When did you start watching the show? You started watching it pretty early on, didn't you? Uh, I started watching it after the first season came out on Blu-ray. So I actually saw the part where the chick had actual tits that came out when Jesse hopped out of the house first season. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that was the first and only nudity that was in that whole show. But um, 
Yeah. No, I yeah. like I like how they don't leave anything to chance. Like uh, the way they shoot everything. Like a perfect example would be like when Jesse was reminiscing about his girlfriend in front of the car wash or in front of where he's gonna cook the meth, you know, and s- sitting in his car, and the lipstick from his girlfriend is still there. And they go back to the part, and they go back to the part to where he's talking to his girlfriend and she's smoking that cigarette in the car. Just little stuff like that is amazing. And they just don't leave anything to chance at all. Everything's just great. You know, just the way they shoot it, the way, I don't know. It's just amazing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that you kind of, I think you kind of helped me figure out with that answer what my favorite, my favorite part about this show is there is not one episode, let alone one scene in this entire show that is throwaway. No, nothing. Everything that is shot in this show, the way that it's shot, the people it's shot with, what they're saying, what they're doing, how they're acting, played into, in some way or another, either the entire series arc or the small arcs that were within the seasons. There wasn't any fluff at all on this show. And that, it it, it was only, you know, five full seasons. And I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't seen any characters do that in any show, period. The no. way that Walter White developed his character, how subtle he was, how everyone's character developed very subtly. And the color palettes, I love the color changing. The colors yeah. were very specific. And I haven't seen a show use colors that way, like the red for blood and the blacks right. for death, like with Marie getting the phone call from Hank and she's wearing all black. You know, yeah. the foreshadowing of the show is just amazing. I love yeah. it. Or you loved know, it. And, for, you know, for me, the... I, I haven't really watched a lot of drama, I wouldn't say, uh, before this show. Maybe The Walking Dead. I don't even know if I watched The Walking Dead before I started this show. I watched um, a couple other shows that were, were dramas, but I haven't really dug deep into the waters of drama because they're just not very exciting to me. But this this show grabbed me on episode one where they showed me a story of a guy that got so desperate because of circumstances that he had no control over that he was willing to sell his soul for anything he could for his family and you know in that first episode when he's standing out there and he's he's he thinks he's caught he's he's got meth cooking in the motorhome he's standing outside he's just got a long shirt a shirt on and no pants just his underwear (laughs) here's the he hears sirens coming down the road and he's got a gun pointed down the road then at his head then down the road and then it ends up being nothing, you know what I mean? It ends up being a firefighter going going past. Yeah, it's him. a it's a it's also a total knock against the American healthcare system. Like I think there was some joke going around, like if it happened oh, yeah. if it happened in Canada, you know, he would just be like, Oh, okay, just do whatever. It's like, oh, I'm gonna have to cook meth and do all this. They're like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was that first episode. And then the couple episodes after that were so intense with with the body decaying in the tub falling through the floor. Oh, that and part was crazy. Just that just all awesome. that kind of stuff happening mm-hmm. was like, I, I hadn't really seen anything like that in TV because, one, I didn't watch a lot of network TV. I, I didn't really watch a lot of TV really when I got into Breaking Bad. Uh, I was mostly watching a lot of movies. And this kind of took me into a world where where I now primarily watch TV because it has helped me discover not only how good dramas can be or shows on AMC, but how good other shows on, on, on 
on network TV are. I mean, you got your, your Dexters, your Breaking Bad, your Sons, Sons of Anarchy. I've been watching Sons of Anarchy Game since the Thrones. beginning, so that may have been Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. All these shows I never Games would have Anarchy. watched as religiously as I do had it not been for the, for Breaking Bad because I, I think that I'm still trying to chase the high that I get from watching Breaking Bad when I watch these other shows. You know, the current don't, season don't. of Sons of Anarchy yeah. is going to a dark place. You're, you're, yeah, you're going to be chasing so that dragon, dude. I don't like it. You know what I mean? I, there's nothing... For me, I want there to always be something redeeming about the character like there is with Walter White. So basically, you went from blue meth to weed in your... <laughs> well, yeah, if you watch Sons of Anarchy, because that's all they smoke. Yeah, totally. But uh... yeah. I, I mean, even, like, even The Walking Dead, I mean, it becomes a bit of a villain. There's not much redeeming... It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of these shows, Dexter, I mean, but see, they're, they're okay. great shows and I never would have watched them had this I not. Is, okay. The big, break. the big difference between Dexter and, um, and, and, uh, um, Breaking Bad and what was the other show you just said? Sons of Anarchy or, uh, no, not Sons of Anarchy, but, um, Dead. Walking the Dead. Walking, Walking Dead, Walking Dead and Dexter are both from books. Whoa. Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is written just for TV. I think that's what makes the big difference also. Mm. Sure. Well, and I think that the big thing of that that made this show good was they stuck to ex- less the last season. They stuck to the thirteen episode season arc, whereas Walking Dead they added you know sixteen per per season. And there's been so much filler and crap in Walking Dead in that last season. It's true. It just didn't matter. Horrible, whereas, horrible Bad, ending. Okay, yeah. Such a tight show. Well, Walking Dead actually kind of really upset me um, this past I season. Jumped the shark a little bit. Yeah, it did jump the shark in my. We'll see what happens next season. It it could redeem itself, but it did jump the shark in my opinion. Um, this show never jumped the shark in my opinion. It and I wanted to ask you guys now that we're kind of coming to the end here. Do you think that this show will be one of those shows where people are watching it? 10 years from now, like they are Buffy the Vampire Slayer or, or any oh, of these don't, other shows. Don't put it in the same 90s, genre as Buffy. Please. Yeah, well, Star Trek the next generation. The big cult I get what you mean. Like, is it going to be a cult classic? The cult classics from the 80s, 90s. I mean, I don't really know if there's a lot from the 70s. The 50s, maybe. The Twilight Zone was in the 50s, wasn't it? The original 60s. Battlestar. 60s. Do you guys think that this show will have the longevity that some of these other shows had? Or do you think that because... It's a drama that is one story arc that is a series arc that it will, once people see it, they won't revisit it. No, I think it'll be shown all over the place. I think it'll be used as a school of how to actually do a show right. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be in schools. It'll be in, yeah, directors will use Breaking Bad as a, like an understudy. You know, they'll right. be like, watch this series and you'll know how to write a show right. You know, it's yeah, going to be, like, yeah. Look, well, if you want to do this, look at this one episode of Breaking Bad. They'll, like, yeah. refer to, like, oh, you want to know how to do that in your story? Yeah. Well, epi- you you want to know how to plan out dynamic and, yeah. I, I can't get, remember if it was uh, Will or Ben that said this, but one of you guys had made co- a comment. Maybe it was Johnny. That was me. That said, I did it. You can't wait to see what kind of shows are spawned from the generation that is that are watching this show for the first time. And this show inspires them to go make TV shows. Yeah, I, I, I don't mention that last week. I don't want hipster bads though. I want original oh. shows. <laughs> I want this to influence people to be original. You know, to go. Well, okay, I wow, this is amazing. This raised the bar for all of TV across the board, in my opinion. Yeah, it really yeah. has, and I, I, I think you're starting to even see this 
in network television. Uh, we had mentioned it last week, but like CBS is starting to kind of break the 24 ep- 24 episode um, mold and 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 have shorter seasons. Mike, yeah. do you think that this show's going to have longevity? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think you're going to have kids everywhere, you know, touching themselves to Jane because uh, it <laughs> my testosterone levels as a late male, where I was uh, starting to dip it a little more when Jane <laughs> on the show. She was one of the funny, the coolest people to watch interviews uh, on Talking Bad because she died, you know, kind of in the middle of there. And so ever since her character died on the show, she's been watching the show as a fan. And I follow her on Twitter, and it's interesting to watch her reactions to this show every week, even though she was on the show. And that, I mean, this show, I would say, has more fans that are out loud fans of this show than any other show on TV. I mean, as far as, I mean, there's some high profile people that'll come that are talking weekly about Breaking Bad. Yeah, there's no show that has deeper writing. There isn't. There isn't. Everything has a point to it, and there's no other show that does it that way. I agree. It's like the drama version of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Except for with a good ending, right? <laughs> that was a great ending on Seinfeld. Come on. No, it wasn't. Yes, it uh, was. They were better so, off putting in the rant, Kramer's rant of, uh, you know, <laughs> it should have been the ending compared to what they did. Yeah. <laughs> that he did at his stand-up show. Exactly. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Now, this, yes. this second half of season five will qualify for Emmy, Emmy nominations for next year, right? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good. I think that this show has not... I think that if that's the highest honor that, it, that the show can receive, I think that next year they really... I mean, I was kind of surprised to see that Anna Gunn won for the first part of season five, and um, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston did not. It was cool to see that they won Best Drama, which is one thing, but... Um, I'd like to see a lot of these guys across the boards just clean house next year because I think that's the respect that this show deserves. Yeah, I think I they agree will. With that. Did you see uh, the Conan episode where he had the whole cast on? I did. It, it was, was like amazing. last week. It was so amazing. amazing. I hope that he has them all back because now that we can talk about Breaking Bad, you know, because he had them on before the last episode aired, so they they still there were things they couldn't say. I, I'd like I'd be interested to see anybody conan or whoever get all these guys back together for a long form discussion i mean I, maybe the nerdist will be able to get them most of them on his uh podcast or something do like you that. guys i'd like hey, i'd do, like to hear him go a little deeper into the the talkings of the show listen sure we'll um, get that on special features hey ryan listen podcast. listen to um a podcast i listen to is kelly dixon's um breaking bad podcast she's the oh. one who edits the thing and she okay. had vince gilligan on for two hours and he talked oh, wow. verbatim about the show, how like he put like plastic um, boxes around the car that was had uh, snow in it and stuff, and yeah, and the yeah. Uh, and also the um, the keychain that he that dropped from the uh, from the visor was a Narcotics Anonymous keychain. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> For the car that was at the bar. The Volvo, yeah. When he oh, when he yeah. That, that is funny. So I. Have you looked at like how well it did in terms of ratings? I haven't seen it yet. Does anybody? Ten have million that? viewers. Ten point three. It ranks wow. eighty-two in terms of finales. Like of all finales in terms of uh, watched, the one that just 
I mean, I don't know. Mike might know more about this. The one that just blows my mind is Mash. Mash, yeah. Has 125 million views. It was that. It was that it's killing that chicken baby. That yeah. chicken baby was done. That's what did it. But Will, you got to think about it at the same time. That shows now aren't going to get those types of numbers just based on the oversaturation of the TV market. I mean, back then, yeah, there was network, but they there wasn't it's network like true. it is now. It was channel CBS only. Yeah, I mean, Friends is probably the most recent show that's got insane numbers. They had fifty-two million. Wow. Jeez. I know that the season. Oh my god! I had to watch. Fear of Walking Dead got like twelve point eight, and I think that's the record for uh, network television of, yeah. of anything. Was Lost the, the Lost finale up there? No, because uh, nobody yes. was watching anymore. Because people it predicted it 13, first season. That's 13. why. Thirteen point six. Wow, that's pretty good. So it ran next 54. First season of Lost, I'm like, they're either dead or they're in a different time zone. Oh, they're dead. Okay, I figured it out. Do you know where it falls on network shows specifically? Different time zone. What do you mean? Arizona. What do you mean, Of all those shows of the most watched finales, where does Breaking Bad fall numbers-wise on just network shows that aren't, you know, your regular Jesus TV Show. So, so Between non- 18 and 25 so, so cable, cable shows. on the West Coast. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. I'm just looking at a Wikipedia page. Because I suspect that it's pretty far up there. I can't really think of any other finales. I mean, Game of Thrones has had some big finales, but still, it's H. I mean, yeah. they've, they've had more pirated. I'm like, I'm scrolling down looking for anything that's not NBC, ABC, Fox, uh, and I'm not seeing anything. Like, it just, I keep going down. HBO's The Sopranos. At eleven point nine. So I beat eleven point nine is bigger. Uh, but there was there was also there was a lot less technology when the Sopranos finished. There was only TVs. There weren't iPads. Yeah. There weren't laptops. There weren't. That's the problem with Nelson ratings. I thought they were starting to include all Nelson the, ratings. Uh, the Nelson twins are rating the. <laughs> oh my God! Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Nielsen, right? Nielsen ratings. Nielsen. <laughs> the Nelson, Nelson ratings. <laughs> Nelson. Well, hey man, this show's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you do you guys have uh, anything to add to Breaking Bad before we uh, we close out the last discussion that we will have of Breaking Bad on this show? Bye, Walter. Nice knowing you, buddy. Mm. So here's here's something to think about: Wizards of Waverly Place on Disney Channel. <laughs> oh my was, gosh. Was Point three less than Breaking Bad in their finales. <laughs> that's unreal. That's that's Disney that's though, unreal. man. Gomez. There are a lot of teenage <laughs> girls in the country. Yeah, that's Disney. <laughs> but for a, but for a violent yeah, drama, just think, just that's think. a lot. That's that's mouse power. You right got you got to think though. I mean, it's only like half a million less. It's also a lot more family friendly than Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's what I'm this saying. Is yeah, true. you're not watching Breaking Bad with your kids. <laughs> yeah, for 10 million people, watch the Grandpas of Anarchy get shot up. That was pretty cool. Come on, my eight year old could do the uh, first 48 verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> it dies, you know. He loves that show. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, thanks a bunch for for joining us uh, this week, guys. We really appreciate it. It was good to kind of get. I feel like I've got a lot of closure on this show because I've had a chance to talk about it every week and because it actually ended in a way that closed the story. It didn't leave anything open for interpretation, which tends to drive me nuts, kind of like the ending of Dexter. Uh, the more and more I think about it, the more it drives me crazy. I like that this is kind of an isolated 
incident as far as the whole story goes. It's all, it's one own thing. And, you know, there, there's possibilities of spinoffs with Jesse and, and this and that. Um, we know that they're going to do uh, Better Call Saul prequel, which will be interesting to see. But uh, I think that this show is going to go down in the books as, as one of the best ever, if not the best, for the next little while. And uh, I'm excited to see the show that uh, is more critically acclaimed and more fan, fan acclaimed than this show. So yeah. until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Will. I'm Ben. I'm Skip. I'm Sir Kayak, bitch. <laughs> and this is uh, Phil, a.k.a. Sir T-Baggins. Get Rev, bitch. I'm Chris. Yeah, Mr. White. Yes, yeah, science. Thanks for listening, guys. Bitch. Magnets, bitch. Bitch. Magnets? You, you gotta think that Jesse really made that word All right, let's smoke slightly this better. Oh, I can only imagine the people just yelling at him on the streets. Yeah. Bitch! Nobody bitch. Bitch. When I walk into work now, I go, what's up, bitch? Bitch! All right, Science. Ryan, uh, Braves Blackout starts right now. All right. Okay, we're I'm smoking Deadhead OG. So we're gonna definitely have to we're talk about it on next next week's episode. Well, because right, you're gonna you're gonna know the status. You're gonna know where they're where they sit. Or maybe I won't know just to drive you crazy. <laughs> uh, are are you still recording? No. Okay, good. Okay, we're still recording. We're gonna smoke a bowl of oh. deadhead OG. Okay, we're talking Agents of Shield here. What do you so think? Did, did you guys just incept Decrovision <laughs> Radio into your episode? Yes. <laughs> Is that what just happened? Yes, we're cross potting like, here. Listeners are gonna hear Geek Revolution Radio within ADO Radio. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Crossovers got real. We should do that for Clown Table too. Wait a minute. We should just have crossover episode. <laughs> we did. Well, so we, we, we did have, that uh, a month ago. On, but all he'd talk about is suits. So <laughs> suits. <laughs> Nobody watches that show that I know. So okay, what do you guys Quiet. think of Agents of Shield though, real quick? I don't even, I've only seen the first episode. I think it fucking sucks. Doesn't I it? I actually am liking it a lot more after the second episode. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's it's still kind of a meh, but I can I said this on our show. I feel like it's one of those shows where they know when they wrote this show that they had an entire season at least, maybe more than one season signed on, so they didn't make a lot of attempt in the pilot to like make this crazy good pilot. And I think that this is going to be the type of show that gets a slow build over the next, over the first season. Probably. I don't think Absolutely. it's going to, I don't think it's going to make it past a slow build. I think it's just going to. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just special <laughs> effects porn. A lot of, I saw this last week in the news that uh, it had a ton of viewership and uh, this uh, whole star Wars TV show is probably going to be greenlit based on how many viewers shield is getting every week. Why? Hmm. They, they have Why nothing would, to do with each other. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't but tie the two together They, kind of do. they have the same demographic, and there, there hasn't been a show do done kind of the same way. I mean, there's been a few on the CW, but not exactly the same way. You yeah. don't Star think they Wars the same transcends anything. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm the first to agree with you there, Ben. I'm just saying. I get what no. you're saying, though, like as far as the geek. They see that the geek TV goes. show that's yeah. based on movies <laughs> that are geek culture movies really work. <laughs> That's that's what I think because they weren't they can't they can't make a show like Star Wars for a small for a small budget at all. It's going to be a gigantic budget, yeah. and so they need, they need to make sure they're going to be able to get their return. I, back I know. I think they're going to yeah, put. They're going to. They're going to put something out like Shield. Oh. No, no, I don't want. To no, 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 I don't think. They're, no, they're all they're going to do. All they're going to do is put shit out until you're sick of Marvel and go. Oh, I guess we pushed it too far. That's what they're going to do. Same with Star Wars, too. I see it coming right now. Mouse machine, though. 
I see it coming. They're all, oh, hey, we're going to throw Marvel and everything. Hey, we're going to throw Star Wars and everything. Like, uh, I'm sick of it dare, now. I just, dare you to find the day that I am sick of Star Wars. Just wait. <laughs> just wait till they uh, they merge the two universes and Wolverine is fighting a Jedi. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was awesome. what was right. But, I, I mean, I they've not. already put Marvel characters in Phineas and Ferb. That's what I'm saying. It's already begun, guys. Just wait. Yeah. Ten years from now. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Ten years from now, I will have lived one awesome decade full of many Star Wars movies, which I'm very excited about. Bye, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys watch the uh, Eastbound and Down premiere. Come on. I have, no. This is a show I haven't watched yet. What? I, I haven't watched People it. People keep telling me. I fell out. I fell out in season three. Oh, dude, you stay, stay on. Season one, dude. I got a question about you for about that show. Uh, what? What about ATM? Uh, <laughs> I'm from ass to mouth. You don't know what's going to affect our immune system. <laughs> That's a quote from the show, and that is fucking amazing. So, I love. I finally that. watched. Uh, this is the end. That's so fucking think? good. I felt like the funniest parts were in the commercial. What? Well, that's why you don't watch commercials. Come on. Like the you all know this. That was hilarious. That wasn't in the commercial. Uh, I think it was funnier. Yeah, I but think I already knew about it. Yeah. I'm going to come on the walls. I'm going to come to the kitchen on the counters. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. That, that was I've been dropping funny. loads all over this goddamn house. Who the fuck has magazines nowadays? <laughs> Oh, me and my friends uh, still do that at each other to this day. That's one of those things. What? Do you throw cool. loads on each other? Yeah, that's uh, what we do. Gross, no, no, don't get in the circle. You reach to your right. <laughs> Yay, here comes you the milk. Yay. It, it was well, the funny. part where he tries to shoot them with the gun and it does, it's all blanks. Oh, yeah, now yeah. Now the commercials. Come on. That was I, amazing, I, I dude. I did like the, the, the end when uh, Danny McBride comes oh, out. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, with with Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was pretty funny. Channing Tatum on a There's leash no with his ass up. thing coming at the end, Will. What's that? The Backstreet Boys at the end. Uh, that that was, was pretty funny. That was the funniest damn thing ever. That was really funny. It's funnier with an audience. Wants. The raping of Harmony. I <laughs> know. Oh, it was funnier with an audience. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it probably would true. have been that way. I just I I watched it at home and it was you know. Yeah, you have I to watched watch it in the theater people. and it was great because you know cool. people, yeah, everyone that's... laughs. And... I actually watched it with Sir Axman, and uh, that was I watched. I went with all my friends and we were intoxicated, so it was a it was a great time to be had. <laughs> I need to watch it high. I bet that's amazing. It probably is. It is amazing. Come on, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't got... get to get high that much because it's illegal here. Aww. Yeah, I know. Are you, are you... <laughs> working on that, Ben? Go to Colorado. What? It's right down the street, isn't it? Is there a day where it will be legal in Texas? No, it won't be. Not unless the federal government makes it legal. <laughs> what, what? They're closed right now. Is it a shot as Utah is what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think it'll be legal in Texas anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. Utah has it's... even less of a chance. Goddamn California queers legalizing that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it won't be... Uh... Which is why we're probably going to be moving out to California. Oh, nice. So yeah, so you guys didn't watch Eastbound and Down at all? Nah. No, I, I fell out in season three, and I was like, I don't want What did you think of it, Chris? I loved it. Uh, yeah, season three was weak. Yes, it was weak, but uh, they brought it back in season four to where he's married oh. now. He has two kids. Um, yeah, and his kids, one of his kids, he calls like a little fucker. 
<laughs> Come on. And his, and his little daughter, his little daughter is like probably like two or three. And he's like, you know what a feature film is? And she's like, yeah, that's like a human centipede where they eat caca. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, uh, dude. It's like, okay, I mean, wait, what about um, Hello Ladies? <laughs> Will, what? you were talking about that last time. Oh, I watched I have... the pilot in it. I, I couldn't make it through it. What the fuck oh, is really? that? Hello Ladies? What? It's an HBO show. Um, it's a comedy. It's 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 like it's like it's like a very awkward British kind of like The Office, but like really really awkward and. Excellent. Is that why you couldn't watch it? Just because yeah, was it was awkward? just so awkward. Like I was cringing more than if I was watching The Office. Was like, oh. Really? So it's like everything about Michael Scott, but like just a times, Michael Scott show, like just him being awkward and not yes, funny. times three thousand. It was uh, like oh. No, yeah, Stephen Merchant from The Office is a the creator of yeah. Hello Ladies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never heard of it. Is that did that just start or has it been going on? Yeah, a it while? just started on HBO. Oh, 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 cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, I mean, check it out. You might be able to stand it. I, I just there's only so much cringing I can do. Before <laughs> I give up. Hey, have I you guys like have you guys heard of? Um, uh, the detective movie, uh, it's called, um, God damn, what's his name? Um, uh, detective Downs. It's a, uh, no. it's a detective and he has Down syndrome. No, it's a real movie. It's a foreign <laughs> movie. It's, you look it up called Detective Downs and he's all, I don't think so, ladies. But it's like... <laughs> Like court is a detective, like yeah, yeah. Off. Holy shit, it does exist. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's in Spanish. Is yeah. it Spanish? <laughs> yes. Detective oh, Downs. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to see this. Yeah, <laughs> it's out or is it coming? Uh, I think it's coming out. It's playing at festivals right now. It's Norwegian. Norwegian. Okay. Oh Have you ever gosh. seen Troll Hunter? Because that shit's amazing. Oh yeah, Troll Hunter was a great cool movie. I like Troll Hunter. Have you? Do you? Hey Ben, do you watch any uh, BBC shows like uh, Orphan Black? Yes, no. I loved. I loved the first season of Orphan Black. Orphan Black, you should check it out. It's really good. The okay, BBC Orphan Black. Are you guys watching Luther at all? Yeah, Luther. Yeah, my great. wife and I just oh, actually started watching season three today. What? Should I be watching it? Uh, yes. Picture Luther. He's a black Batman. Okay. And and his nemesis is a female Joker. Well, but they have. Yes, they are. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. She's out of the picture. It doesn't matter. They still are, man. The way they're back and forth, it's amazing, dude. Mm -hmm. it's, because it's they, they need show. each other. It's great. My yeah. my wife and I like she's really into it, and she wants me to start watching. So we just started watching season three. Oh, so you guys are way into it. So what did you yeah. what do you think of uh, the redhead? Don't you think it's like Batman oh, and uh, Batman and Jokerish? You you nailed it. That's a good uh, comparison. Yeah, because he's like he's, the Killing Joke kind of thing. Uh, uh, no, she oh. like so you got this this character who's just a, a sociopath. She she like kills her family like in the first episode. And he, spoiler alert! Episode. I didn't. I, it's I the did, first I five minutes. I know. I know. I know. Come on, Will. <laughs> I, you know, I just I think you know it's like the relationship. He automatically knows something's wrong with her, and so they have like this really weird and twisted relationship where she manipulates his life, uh, and he's like, you know, you know, just this cop trying to do his thing. 
But, it's but he's so, dirty as hell too. I mean, oh he, yeah. he skirts the law as much as he can. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like downright committing fraud and perjury and shit. I mean, you know, he's not a good guy either. He's he can, got problems. Yeah, yeah, and he can beat up a door he's like a nobody. Guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a dark character, and you know, so are a lot of the other people you would think normally wouldn't be, which is one reason why I really like the show. Yeah, Luther's amazing. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's amazing. It's well written. There's not a oh, lot yeah. of episodes either. There's it's like Idris yeah, Elba. Like four, come on. Episodes, four episode seasons. Yeah, they just came out with the four, third, fourth, third season, right? Third, fourth. Third. Fourth. Fourth, fourth. fourth. That's right. I have the fourth on yeah. my DVR. Y'all seen the new Hayao Miyazaki movie that came out? Which uh, one? Yeah, no. My, my last From movie? Up on Poppy Hill? No. Puppy Hill? Puppy Hills? From up on Poppy Hill. Oh, Poppy, Poppy. Hill. Ah. Poppy. No, I have not. What, what do you rate it? Have you ever it? seen any uh, Studio Ghibli movies? Yeah. Which oh, I've seen a ton of them. Heard for. Like Ponyo, Spirited Away. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Howl's Moving Castle, oh. Princess Mononoke. Yeah, those are so fucking good. Yeah, I like those a lot. Yeah, those Damn. are amazing. Are they German shit films? If not, I have no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> you not, can, not quite, Sir. Sir you can Kai. actually rent German scat films at Blockbuster in Germany when they used wow. to have Blockbusters. <laughs> There's <laughs> only a blockbuster out here by me. Yeah. Wow. What? The last one. Yeah, there's a couple of them out here. It was Utah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because there's a 7 Eleven and a Red Box on literally every block corner. Yeah. Oh, weird. Just... Did you guys see the. If there's um... anyone that can hang on to the past, it's y'all in Utah. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. I went to Ohio. And I, it was the total opposite. I went to try, I tried to find a red box, and like I was in this like middle of nowhere town, and they that had no wrong. idea what I was talking about. Like a red red box? Oh, get out of here, you goddamn pervert! <laughs> <laughs> I got your red box right here. <laughs> okay, red house. <laughs> red house red painters. Box. What? Is that like when a girl gets a U, uh, UI urinary tract infection. No, no. Yeah. Red wings. Red wings is when a biker eats out a chick on her period. No, that's when you get your red wings. A red, a red box is that's like when a, a girl has a UTI, right? Uh, yeah, a urinary tract infection. Yeah. No Mr. idea. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, man. It's a red box. It's don't you have the red box. red box app on your phone, man? <laughs> Come on. I, I, I do not have the means to give someone a, a UTI, no. Uh, no. <laughs> on your phone? <laughs> on your phone, don't That'd you? Come on. Trick. Come on, don't you? All right, gentlemen, I'm going to take off. <laughs> what? We're not done, man. <laughs> We're still going. Okay. All right, guys, we'll we'll take off. <laughs> All right. Bye, All right so wait, say bye. Say bye. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, guys. All right, later. Peace. Bye, everybody. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, what do you got? Whew. That was a marathon Breaking Bad. Now I know everything about the show. I don't have to watch the rest of it. <laughs> well, it needed to be done. I was going to bring it up anyway, but also I wanted to bring it up. Oh, that was great. Um, God damn it. What do, you, what do you got over there? I bring up this song. I got Timothy Leary video games. What? What does he do? Hey, guys. No, these are, I mean, these were made in the 80s. So these are not um, high-tech video games by any stretch of the imagination. But they are, um, well, there's a game called Mind Mirror, which is supposed to allow a player to create, evaluate, and role play different personalities based on psychometric ideas. Uh-huh. So you can basically build an avatar in the game and then play around with it in some way. Oh, weird. 
Right. But it's like simple graphics, you know, it's like sprites, you know, not even sprites. It's oh, like, it's nothing. Yeah, it's like pixels, individual pixels or pictures almost. <laughs> so this right here is the final song for Walter White. It's called uh, Baby Blue. I know this song. Yeah, bad figure. Come on. But the lyrics are so apropos. Because his true love is his baby blue. His math. It's awesome. It was great. I loved it. Woo! Okay, I'm going to rate... Um, All right. Yeah, that's the final song. So that that band just got way more hits. On <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you know how many people downloaded that edge. shit? Right. Okay, here we go. What movie is this? <laughs> oh, is this Don John? Yep, Don John. Woo! It's gotta be. <laughs> <What>? Bust a move. <laughs> uh, that's all I had on Don John. That's it. No, it was a good movie. It was written and directed by him. So all he was was like a total like mook fucking guy who just worked out. He's mm. a perfectionist. He banged tons of chicks. He picked up at the club, him and his buddies. Right. And then after that, he meets, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, God damn it. I look her up. I don't know. You saw the movie. I know, but I forget her <laughs> name. Uh, let's see. And it's his uh, directorial debut. Right. <clears throat> Scarlett Johansson. And Tony, Tony Danza. Tony Danza's his dad. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, no, is his name Tony Danza? Well, yeah. They eat. They eat. Um, they eat dinner every Sunday because they're all church going. You know, with, with like slacks on and their fucking uh, wife beaters on, and and Tony Danza's just yelling at the TV. He's like, come on, motherfucker! All oh, right. Yeah, it's funny. It's a good movie. I liked it a lot. It was. Uh, I showed a lot of like porn stuff, but not like full penetration. Just like. Just like tits and ass, and right. chicks getting fucked and stuff mm. on the um, on porn, right? Because he'd be like, "Oh," and the, he's like the sound of like the Apple computer turning on. Is like that sound gets me hot. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's a porn addict, right? It's hilarious, dude. <laughs> like he would, he doesn't, he gets more pleasure from whacking it than he does fucking real chicks because he wow. gets chicks all the time. Uh -huh. He's just totally disconnected, you know. It's just reversed. For mm -hmm. him. Sex has lost all appeal. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's that He just He can control it He says He says he can control Like he says He starts off with pictures first And then he doesn't touch his dick Until he sees the perfect scene You know And then he goes to work But then <laughs> It's fucking hilarious And he goes to church And he goes to confessional Right And he's like uh, You know He goes Hail father Whatever whatever And like his jack offs Keep going up higher and higher Like one, at one point He's like at 27 a day. 27 a day Because he's um I forget what it was. Yeah, he was just—he was just going insane. It was crazy, dude. Yeah, it was funny. So each time he goes into confession, the number goes up. Huh? Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah, he gives him like hail marys and stuff, so he doesn't feel good about it. So he does all that while he works out. He does his uh, hail he marys. Works out and then beats off, and then works out some more and yeah. beats off some more. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's a funny movie. It's well directed, and uh, and the movie's really good. So you should check it out, man, if you have a time to rent it. Uh, right. Right. Four to five ear holes, four to five eye holes, and four to five window punches. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I brought Detective Downs, retarded PI. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> There's no images for it. Uh, I've seen the trailer. No, really. <clears throat> yeah, want me to bring up the trailer? 
But it's in Spanish, so you won't even get the joke. It doesn't even sound like, it's you Norwegian. know. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, whatever. All right, what do you got over there? I got, uh... Don John, yeah, go check it out, guys. Yee. So the Duncan Jones-directed World of Warcraft movie has a release date. What is it? Duncan Jones, December eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. Two thousand. So, AKA, uh, what's his face? Uh, <clears throat> I saw a rumor that Colin Farrell was supposed to be in it. Oh, wait, real quick, I want to read the Don John quote. Okay. Okay. There's only a few things I really care about in my life: my body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, and my porn. Uh, movies and porn. Or oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, that's about it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so World of Warcraft, do you think it's going to bomb? I don't know. I ain't going to bomb. I don't... I mean, they had a story in it at one point, and admittedly, I don't play the MMO, so I don't know if there's a... something they can pull out of that storyline. Like, there were, you know, there were heroes, and they yeah. some of them died, and some of them turned bad, and... I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do from the storyline. I have no idea. It's gonna. I think it's gonna bomb. Mm. I think they're gonna. I think they're. I think all these production studios are hopping on this video game tip just way too late. Video game tip, yee. <laughs> just way too late. You know, it's like what they did with breakdancing and rap. You know, like oh, oh hey, it's rapping commercials now, guys. You know, mm. it's like what they've always done. Every corporation has always done that. They hop on what's trendy five years too late. You know, by the time they get something going, oh, well, let's have a Gears of War movie. Who gives a fuck? Oh, let's have a Doom movie, finally. Who cares? Oh, that was so bad. Let's have a World of Warcraft movie. Who cares? It's not at its peak anymore. It's still got a ton of subscribers. It still it does, but makes still, money hand Those people over aren't going to leave to watch a movie. They're going to be playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, unless you reach the digital streaming on a... Something well, in the yeah, game. they're gonna they're gonna bit torn it and fucking just like and on their seventh monitor have it playing while they have their <laughs> other six doing all their other seven char- six characters in World of Warcraft at the same time. Have you seen those people? No, they have seven characters going at once. Oh my! Different God. computers are just like <laughs> yeah. Jesus, <laughs> I forget what it's called. It's like a certain type of um a RPG. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, multiple screen RPGing. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, no, one character isn't enough. I have five going, or I have four characters going at the same time. <laughs> I forget where I saw that. Yeah. It's insane how people do that shit. Have you seen that? No, no, I haven't seen it at all, but I can imagine. I mean, people have those crazy game chairs where the TV comes down over your face. Okay, now we're going to go to... So is that a good Breaking Bad breakdown? I think it's completely broken. What are we doing now? Oh, this sounds like Sleepy Hollow. Yep, Sleepy Hollow. I didn't watch the most recent episode. Oh, well. Too bad. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'll I'll give you a synopsis. It's it's the Sandman this time. Ooh. So he's a uh, summoned creature, huh? uh, No, he's from... um, He's from like Indian mythology. They're pulling myth from everywhere. In this, in this myth, he he's like a um, he's like an Indian myth. So like Native he, American or Indian? Yeah, Native American. Okay. He only comes around when you haven't been truthful to your family or you backstabbed your family somehow. And so her not being and there's a scene where 
you know, she's not telling her. They show why her sister went to the insane asylum and she didn't, because mm-hmm. she told she didn't see anything. And the sister's like, "What are you saying?" You know, right? So, so that's how they got split. Sister. Yes, and ah. that's why the Sandman's coming for. Her. Ah, so she has to go confront her sister. Basically. Well, she has to confront the Sandman in her dreams. Right, but to get rid of Sandman, the obvious solution is to go confront your sister. They tried to, and the sister wouldn't see her. Ah, so. <laughs> Well, of course, dude, they've been in, she's been in there since she was like, what, nine? Jesus Quite some Christ. Time, yeah. <clears throat> and we find out that they were asleep for four days. They were missing for four days out in those forests. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and they have no, and there's loss of time type stuff. Right. So they have, we have no idea what's happened. So that's a mystery there. And all of a sudden, like, the chief is all of a sudden like, oh, hey, it's no big deal. Like about cranes. You know, they're just letting all this stuff fly, whatever. Mm, so you it's know. kind of falling apart, it sounds like. Well, it's not falling apart. It's just the show's silly to begin with, so you just have to let shit like that slide. Mm. You know, to where they just, like, just go over complete story plots, like how they're just, you know, using that library now, and the chief walks in. Hey, how did you get in here? Oh, we're using it as this and that. Okay, here's the key. You know, just <laughs> they're just wrapping shit just to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. So take, they don't have to keep going through the tunnels every time to get to. The yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't take the show too seriously. And mm. yeah, it's just weird. It's a goofy show. It's not like you know, it's not real. It's not like a fringe where it's like, oh, everything's serious, and you know. Yeah, it's not like that. Right. But uh, I liked it. I give it a. I don't know. This thing's dust. How many bowls did we smoke? When we were on Breaking Bad. I wasn't keeping track. Plenty. Uh, let's see. Where did it go? At least no. five. Not Homeland. Um, let's start it up, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking Homeland. Um, what was I reading again? Oh. Sleepy, sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Hollow Heads. Come on, guys. Or no, Sleepy Heads. Sleepy <laughs> Heads. <laughs> Uh, three out of five ear holes, four to five eye holes, and four out of five sand eyes. Oh, <laughs> that stinks. Poor sand. And uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., while well, we talked about it earlier, two out of five ear holes, two to five eye holes, two out of five six engine jets. They're just trying... <laughs> they just keep strapping more engines on. They're just trying to cram so much into this, like, oh, okay, so we'll just do this and that and that and this, Okay. That's it. Oh, I want you to teach her. It's just bad acting, bad writing. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, Josh Whedon's a genius. It's like, no, this is a real quick show that he had to throw together because he was contractually binded to do it. Really? That's what it seems like. Really? <laughs> the backgrounds are horrible. You know, it took him less than a year to produce his show. Oh, make the Avengers. Okay, now you're doing a TV show, right? It's like, Jesus, okay. Yeah. Huh. And yeah, it's horribly written. It's uh, horrible acting. Special effects are, eh, they, they work good sometimes, and then sometimes the backgrounds are so fucking horrible, you're like, God, this is bad. Was it, like, fuzzy? No, it's just you can tell it's fake. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, okay, We're like, they're in, like, a hangar trying to get on a plane, and the background's completely fake. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. It looks like they're walking onto a soundstage. Yeah, it's, they can't hide it. It's really bad. I don't like it. That's terrible. So, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like they didn't give it any budget to actually go on to location and shoot. It's CBS, dude. Oh, speaking of CBS, um, no, it's ABC, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Vince Gilligan's new show is coming out 2014. That's something uh, the Geek Revolution radio guys didn't talk about. Uh, it's going to be called Battle Creek. And it's going to be a What's western. What's the premise? It's a western. western. It's a detective. Okay. 
Like a detective story. Like a sheriff in the West? Uh, I think. Or like a Pinkerton detective kind of guy. I have no idea. I think Battle Creek says to me it's a Western. Just Battle Creek. Come on. Mm-hmm. That might be the new greatest Western ever because it's Vince Gilligan. <laughs> You He's know, and everything just this, taking him over. Well, everything this guy does now is going to be looked at with a microscope. Oh, that isn't any Breaking Bad. Why doesn't he do everything like Breaking Bad? Battle Creek is in Michigan. Michigan, Battle Creek, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a detective cop story. Uh, yeah, so that'll be his next show. Uh, and Christopher Waltz uh, might be the villain in the new Tarzan movie. Interesting. Christoph Waltz. And what do you think about the Gotham TV series that they're putting in the works? Right, where it's uh, from Jim the Gordon. Yeah, the perspective of Kamish Gordon. That's going to be stupid. I, I don't I, know. I smell Smallville. Yeah. That's all I smell with this fucking bullshit. Oh, oh, there's no hint and all this other shit. It'll never... It's, uh, yeah, no. It'll be a gritty crime drama. Maybe they'll but sprinkle in some supervillains every now and again, you know? No. No. Huh. I don't get it. Just make a Batman fucking show. Not like, oh, it's... Commissioner Gordon and well, he's young. Do that with comic books. Don't do that with TV shows. Come on, you know, play with his fucking shit like well, that. Well, but with that's a, that's what Agent of Shield is, you know. Agent of Shield is horrible because they're just like, oh, this is right after New York happened. Uh, yeah, all the Tesseract and the um, uh, goddamn, what's the other? So shit? it's supposed to be right after the Avengers. Yeah, that and it's Iron Man three, and it's funny how they um release it the week after Iron Man three releases on Blu-ray. So, yeah, because the stuff that they use in Iron Man three, they use in this show. So it's just all. Co- it's like, come on, really? Mm. I forgot. I forget what the fuck it's called though in Iron Man. Damn it. These are jets of some kind? <clears throat> no, it's the, it's the material they use. It's like a, a mutant material they use in uh, Iron Man 3. Ah. But I forget what the fuck it's called. God yeah, I haven't damn gotten it. to rent that yet. Why not, man? Uh, because Let's I'm not see, the one Iron that goes Man to Redbox 3. Uh, I won't say what it is, but... Yeah, it doesn't say. Tony Stark, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Blah. Yeah. But yeah, whatever material they're using in that that part that uh, guy Pierce is all and he glows red and stuff. Hmm. They're using that stuff now. It's like, come on, let's just throw in material that people are familiar with from other movies just to make it. Yeah, it's just come on, they're reaching, and I can see it. It's pathetic. Okay, so Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> are you rated that? Okay, Homeland. Yeah, are you watching that at all? No, it's not on Netflix, and I don't have, what is it, Showtime? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Starts awesome. Right after, I think, a hundred and something people just got bombed. Um, yeah, a hundred something people just got bombed at the um, uh, CIA. The head of the CIA got blown up, and uh, Brody is on the run, and Claire Danes is off her meds again, mm, and it's been six crazy. months. Yeah, it's, it's like they're playing the same hand that they did last season. It's like, okay. <clears throat> it's like okay well she's crazy she can and she's only saying that because she didn't see the bomb coming and she's saying because she was on her meds so she said Always she would have seen meds. well yeah she would have seen the bomb coming if her meds if she wasn't on her meds basically is what it she makes said. her paranoid enough to doubt everyone and find yes. the actual villain yes yeah it totally does and so and so now she's like blah 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 and then um uh, what's his face? Amnigo Mantoya. <laughs> uh, you killed my father. 
He's he's now head of the CIA because they blew up the other guy last season. <laughs> they make him look like Fidel Castro. I've seen a few like yeah. publicity photos. Yeah, so he's that beard he- is crazy. Yeah, so he's head of the CIA and he has to kill six people real fast, and so that's like a big dramatic scene mm-hmm. where he has to go. Okay, if this guy doesn't uh, get in contact with the guy, we have to abort the whole mission. And so he gets in contact with the guy. They blow everything up and bye bye. So yeah, it's good. So I'm rating uh, four to five ear holes, three to five eye holes, and four out of five um, headshots with silent weapons. Mm, those are always good. What? <laughs> I said those are always good. Dude, they're fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, eastbound and down. Okay, I'll rate that real quick. That sounds hilarious. I need <laughs> to catch up on that show. <laughs> I saw the first season. Where? Of eastbound and down. Did you see uh, anything else we find after that? No. Uh, so yeah, so the first season of Eastbound and Down came out, and it's fucking awesome. And so it shows Kenny Powers as he's still retired, working in a um, carbon car sales. What is it? Is he in car sales? No, he's a rental car service. <laughs> it's like the step down. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, selling yeah, yeah. The car. It's uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's a rental car service, and he's basically... People want to take pictures with him. He's like, no, sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. And then his uh, his weird boss comes around. He's like, come on now, Kenny. Uh-oh. You think you're afraid. Uh-oh, what was that? Oh. It was a horrible commercial. And um, <clears throat> so his horrible boss comes around, and he's like, come on, Kenny, now. He's like, we're going to make a sandwich. And he's <laughs> it's just talking sandwich. really weird. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, he talks weird. His whole fucking demeanor's weird. And uh, in the beginning, um, he uh, these guys ch- challenge him to drag race, and he's all demeanor, and he's broken down. He doesn't do any drugs anymore. He doesn't party. He just stays with his family now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. Goes home. Yeah, and then by the end, uh, he drag races people, and he tells them you shouldn't call people faggots, faggots, <laughs> and he fucking <laughs> takes. <laughs> Classic uh, Kenny Powers. Oh, uh, so great, dude. <laughs> yeah, it shows him doing tons of cocaine, acid. He has a, yeah, I give it a, a three out of five eye holes, four to five ear holes, and a five out of five tackle boxes full of drugs. Nice. He has cocaine, acid, um, weed, like everything in there. Hilarious, yeah. Watch Everyone Eastbound and Down. One of those, huh? Yeah, Eastbound and Down is fucking awesome. That's fucking great. Oh, and also before we leave, I want to rate um, Man of Tai Chi. I actually saw oh, that. You did. That's yes. uh, Woe's movie, right? Uh, yeah. I was trying to look for a musical score for it, but I couldn't find a. But maybe I can find Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Just going, whoa. He directed this thing. Right. Yeah, I know. What? Whoa. So how did he do? I know Tai Chi. <laughs> or I know how to direct Tai Chi. Does he speak in Japanese? You have a contender. <laughs> Never mind. Whoa. Test how good you are, Tiger. Or could become. Pure fighting. What if I lose? Yeah, so it's uh, basically <clears throat> Tiger Chen. He's, uh, he knows he's a Tai Chi master, 
And basically, his uh, master tells him not to be aggressive with it. He gets aggressive with it, you know, to the point. Like, mm-hmm. the whole, like, the first lesson this guy learns is basically the whole lesson throughout the whole thing. So the master's jabbing at him with a spear, right? And he's, like, uh, flowing with everything, you know, and blocking it all with his Tai Chi and shit. Mm-hmm. And he gets frustrated and snaps the thing. Right. And then and his master's like, okay, now you've lost everything. <laughs> he's like, now that you've snapped that, you can never go back ever again. This is how you are now. You're forever going to be the guy who gets angry when you're frustrated. So that like that fuels him to be a fighter. So he becomes a fighter. So it's breaking people down and beating them up. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves runs an underground fighting uh, arena ah. to where they pick. He flies him to China. He has like a meeting with him. He's like, hey, stand in this room. Fight. Unless some guy's trying to choke him and shit. So he just beats the shit out of a guy. It's pretty cool. Hmm. You might like it. I like kung fu movies. So. Man, if it's Tai Chi. Right. But the uh, Keanu Reeves... I should say martial arts movies. Yeah, Keanu Reeves uh, tries to do his um, shit. It's pretty funny. Mm. <laughs> when he tries to fight. Right, yeah. <laughs> I remember The Matrix. Uh, this is like The Matrix times 10. It's pretty bad. <sighs> I don't know if he's a martial artist or not, but he has pretty bad form. And um, his... His pigeon toes just don't do him any justice. <laughs> he just—you don't look hard when you have pigeon toes. I'm sorry. You know he's like kicking in his his in his toe that's on the ground, all pointing inward. It's just... He's got a dainty little foot. Well, no, he just has pigeon toes. His toes point inward when he walks. <laughs> you know, and he's always maybe that's had why that. he always says whoa because he's about to trip. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. whoa, yeah, and uh, basically it gets a little supernatural with Tai Chi shit. Yeah. <laughs> the other Tai Chi movies I've seen d- have done that, what? too. Uh, the Twin Brothers, right, with uh, Jet Li and... Uh, I forget the other guy's name. Jet Li, Twin Brothers? Yeah, it's an old uh, wire foo movie. Oh. And uh, basically Jet Li and his... Not brother, but really close friend... Um, are in the army, and somehow he gets... Huh. Uh, betrayed by his brother and they become mortal enemies but one guy breaks down and then gets built back up by tai chi oh god and conquers all <laughs> yeah and so it's Jet Li doing tai chi all right let me get something to drink mm-hmm. all right what do you think of um okay my glass ceilings okay glass ceilings to bring stars to you so it'd be like so it'd be like you had glass ceilings but they'd be telescopes so you could like point it apart in the universe drag it down so it almost looked like your ceiling mm-hmm. and turn the lights off so it looked like there's a galaxy on your ceiling. How about that? That could be interesting, but why not just stream a giant picture? What? In, well, you know, have an, interactive, have an interactive galaxy map, but not an actual image of it. You no, know what no I mean? it'd be an act, it would be the actual galaxy out there. It wouldn't be an image. As it stood right now with all its yes. rotation and movement yes. and whatnot. I, I mean, I think telescope technology and... and Frankly, home uh, Wi-Fi and or internet needs to improve a lot to be able to handle that. Well, I know that, but this is in the future. It would be it would be ceiling. It'd be neat, yeah. So all you do is look up at, at your ceiling. It would be the whole stars. It would yeah. be like it would be like you know like a um, like an arch ceiling. What would be really cool is if you could then zoom to a place like uh, say the Red Planet and go on a rover adventure or some shit and find water on Mars. Yeah. Oh look, I found some. Look no. Um. No, just to be able to control, drive around for a little bit, you know, do some jumps. 
<laughs> I don't know, just to see what it looked like in real oh. time. That would be cool. Okay, so man of Tai Chi, four to five eye holes, three oh, to yeah. five ear holes, three out of five screaming Keanu's. He, there's a, a point in the movie where he just screams, and I don't know why. <laughs> he just does. Well, he like watches the guy lose, like, oh, and it just looks weird. See, I don't know. Is it supposed to be intimidating? Uh, I don't know. It's, he's just screaming. It's his whole head in the, in the frame. Weird. And it's just awkward as shit. Hmm. So it's not like a war cry. It's like a girlish whimper. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. I'm it trying is. to qualify it. No, he, no, he just screams like as loud as he can, huh. right into the fucking mic. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. So you need subtitles for that part of what, what you're saying. He actually says something. Uh, no. Uh, no, he just goes, oh. hmm. Okay, American Horror Story starts next Wednesday. That's another show I'm going to start watching. And these are unseparated shows, right? What? So if I wanted to start watching here, I wouldn't really have missed anything. Other no, than they're all great, different. A great <clears throat> season of TV. Yeah, all three of them are different. Okay. Maybe I'll pick up The Coven. Um, let's see. Yeah, The Coven's good. You, the first one's on Netflix. I know. But if I can watch, start watching the current one, then that'll be good. That's true. And Dumb and Dumber started filming. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> um, and uh, Hugh Jackman is going to be in Chappie, and that's a new Bloom Camp film. Bloom Camp. Neil Bloom oh, Camp. Oh, District 9 and yeah. Elysium. Uh-huh. So is it another sci-fi film? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Probably the same thing. Probably more prawns and all that shit. You fucking prawns, man. And the Silk Road has been shut down by the FBI. I saw that. What's up with that? I saw that. Well, I mean, they did sell apparently many billions of dollars of heroin and other illicit substances on it. <coughs> but they're so it, they were basically trafficking. Um, is it only illegal? That's what I'm saying. Is it? Do you think it's weird that they make drugs illegal to begin with? Absolutely. And like, well, why? It's why? So, it's the selective. Uh, choice of the drug right because i mean other things like like all the alcohol. pharmaceuticals and right i mean look at oxycodone which actually kills more people than most other drugs now yeah overdoses that's why, on narcotics yeah that's why i think the drug war is total bullshit because they just selectly pick drugs and go okay you can't have this 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 or that why not right. just and because some of the things that they've outlawed actually are better for you than some of the things that are legal which is again ridiculous well, yeah, like a lot of the pills they let you take are a lot worse than anything you can, some stuff, you know? Yeah, like, I saw a headline for a mom who had uh, foregone chemotherapy and was using pot for their son's cancer. That's what, uh, what's his face did? Chong. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Cancer's pretty fucking well, serious. Well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> if you want, hey, that's all up to you, man, but Jesus Christ, that's I crazy. I think I would have to talk to a doctor long and hard about what benefit pot would give. I know that they show a lot of studies that say that that pot or you know certain cannabinoids reduce cell growth in cancers, but does it stop it entirely and reverse it? That's a whole nother story. I think I think pot should be used for people that are get dizzy from taking drugs, pills. Sure. You know, see if any if any if anything else will work. Cause most of the time it's just your body reacting to a foreign chemical that shouldn't be in there. 
cannabinoids are already in your system and it's weed reacting naturally to your system as opposed to you have cannabinoid receptors yeah yeah as opposed to oh let's build this up in your system so when you're off of it you go through withdrawals and have severe splitting headaches yeah and your spine uh, your spinal fluid actually has natural occurring bodily produced cannabinoids in it that's what i'm saying it's natural so, to, you know it's i don't know it's weird it's meant I don't know, man. So let's say uh, Constantine, yeah. a David S. Goyer's ad- adapting that comic into an NBC show. Uh, I mean, it was uh, a long-running comic. I don't, I haven't read it, so I don't know. But I, you know, I've talked to the comic book shop guy, and uh, he's. Did you watch the movie it. with I Keanu? Did, which was not good. Yeah, it was um, not great. But I've heard that the comics are way better and way different. It's a lot darker. It's a lot oh, more yeah. like kind of noir. Yeah, you know, it's like a, he's like a detective more than he is like some weird Whoa. combat magician. Yeah, and then <laughs> and uh, Paranormal Activity Five is coming, of course, and they're gonna do a spinoff called The Marked Ones. Spinoff from Whatever. Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's gonna fucking. What work. does that mean anyway? That means that they want more money. Well, right, but what are the marked ones? I don't. Uh, I don't know. Well, this is a paranormal activity is a perfect example of something that went well. It was a fluke, and now let's drill it into the fucking ground. Yeah. We couldn't just make one. No. We have to make five until people are sick of them. See how they, this is a perfect example. Fucking media, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. Looking at you, Land Before Time 18. Well, yeah. <laughs> they just never give up. They have not stopped. Uh, and um, yeah, and uh, Ted 2 is coming out in 2015. Another reason. Oh, that first one did great. We need to make a sequel. No, you don't. Just let it lie. Yeah, it was perfect where it ended. I don't know. They're going to drill it into the ground and not make it funny. Watch. Yeah. It'll be funny to the masses. But oh, I got this Ted doing the same thing again. Yeah, right. Whatever. He's banging a chick with a carrot. Oh, watch out. He has hookers in his house again. He says he has syphilis. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, next gen Deus Ex is coming. Good. Uh, I love Deus Ex. I think so. Yeah. They do need to uh, work on that difficulty spike in the middle of the game. I didn't finish it because of it. And speaking of Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell is going to be uh, the lead of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned that just a few minutes uh, did ago. Did you? Oh, yeah. I thought you didn't say that. Yeah, that's the rumor, at least. I don't think it's confirmed. I don't know. I saw Paula Putton's, Patton's name, too. Paula Poundstone? <laughs> no, not Paula Poundstone. <laughs> not Queen oh, Shoulder and, uh and Jesse, this is what he took from uh, Aaron Paul. He took the uh, Captain Cook license plate, the Heisenberg hat, and he wants the teddy bear from, um, from Breaking Bad. Oh, the one that and, was in the pool? Yeah, and he also bought the RV, I think. Wow. Why not? Whatever. It's the biggest show he'll ever be on right now. Right? I think you'll see him in other things. They think he's proved himself as an actor. Oh, and uh, Joshua Jackson from um, Fringe. Yeah. Fringe was a, Bishop. He was a, he was um, considered to play Batman in Batman Begins when it first started. Yeah, I don't know that I see that. <laughs> well, you never know. He's kind of spindly and short. Uh, he doesn't right. strike me as very tall. All right, we're out of here. All righty. Where can they reach us? Tension Deficit Order Radio. Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Uh, we're on Radio Fubar at 6 a.m. Saturdays, and that's 6 a.m. Pacific. Um, 
Where else? We're on uh, Twitter. iTunes, at Stitcher. ADO, you know, I did that. Uh. At ADO Radio. <laughs> you never listen to me. Uh, what? Um, or at Skip underscore ADO Radio. We're on Facebook, kind of. Um, and uh, where else? I think that's it. That's it. Yep. All right, guys. Later, everybody. Later. Later.